0: And so, after serving a short term as vice president, Joe was elected the president of America. Frito became vice president, and Rita, the former prostitute, became first lady.
1: Today I step into the shoes
2: of a great man. A man by the name of Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho.
0: Under President Sure's leadership, a new era gone. You
3: know... There was a time in this country when smart people were
4: considered cool. Well, maybe not cool, but smart people did things like build ships and pyramids, and they even went to the moon.
5: And there was a time
3: in this country, a long time ago, when reading wasn't just for and neither was writing. People wrote books and movies
2: movies that had stories, so you cared whose ass it was and why it was farting, and I believe that time can come again.
6: Joe and Rita
0: had three children, the three smartest kids in the world. Vice President Frito took eight wives and had a total of 32 kids. 32 of the dumbest kids ever to walk the earth.
5: Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting. With boring manager Rob. Rob, say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stinks. Is Code not functional or elegant? What does Code Monkey think? Code Monkey, think baby, manager, wanna write, goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey, not say it out loud. Code Monkey, not crazy, just proud of Code Monkey like sweet Code Monkey like Dad with Mountain Dew. Code Monkey, very simple math. Big, warm, fuzzy, secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Like
7: you. cold monkey hang around
5: that front desk, tell you sweater look nice, cold monkey offer you soda, bring you cup, bring you ice, you say no thank you for the soda cause soda make you fat. Code Monkey, have long walk back to the He sit, sit down, to down to work. Code Monkey, not thinking. So straight, Code Monkey, not feeling. So straight, Code Monkey, like Tredo's. Code Monkey, like Tab and Mountain Dew. Code Monkey, very simple man. A big, poor, fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey, like you. Take bath, take nap This job fulfilling in creative way Such a load of crap Cold Monkey thinks someday he have everything Even pretty girl like you Code Monkey just waiting for now cold Monkey says someday, somehow Cold Monkey likes Fritos cold Monkey likes Tab and Mountain Dew Cold monkey very simple man Big boy, be secret heart. Cold monkey like you. Cold monkey like you.
1: seconds after the hour of 11 o'clock, and this is the month of April of the year of our Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the flushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970. Now let's stay ready. Thank you for coming along. Uh, it is Friday, and welcome to Day 12. This, my friends, is the Rick Emerson Cavalcade of Whimsy. Come along, won't you? It's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. The uh, soothing sounds of Jonathan Colton. Uh, just there with Code Monkey, Jonathan Colton.
7: Who's going to
1: be in the studio? Be joining us in the studio later on the day at uh, two o'clock. He's performing tonight at the Mission Theater. Uh, you can find out more at Jonathan Colton. That's C O U L T O N. Jonathan Colton. Dot com. Uh, so he will be here, favoring us with some musical performances uh, later. And I have to say that I've already gotten more. I've got more, more pre-reaction to Jonathan Colton coming on. Then probably I'm trying to think of the last person we had on who had this much reaction from the audience, and I really I can't I really can't conjure anybody up because uh, uh, nerds love him. So it's uh, so he'll be in later on. Kristen Bowie has some I think she uh, Kristen uh, I think Kristen's going to show up this afternoon because she has something she wants him to autograph. Um, because I think he did the closing song to the video. There's this video game called Portal, and when you finish the game, there's a whole music video that plays at the end, and he it's a song called Still Alive. And so I think Kristen Bowie's actually going to bring in, like, her video game box uh, later on this afternoon. Happy monographing. So, anywho, uh, Jonathan Colton coming up later on today. It's 503-733-2970. you'd like to join us, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. For your comments, questions, clarifications, kvetches, two cents, observations on last night's episode of Lost, whatever ye may have, 503 503- uh, 7332970. Richie Bristol standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane. Uh, let's see, what's coming We have uh, Jim Roop who's going to be joining us uh, earlier than normal, actually, later on uh, this hour. So we're talking to Jim Roop about the Emmys. Uh, what else? Jonathan Colton, as we said, going to be in. Scott Daly from Film Fever Radio. Uh, this is your final. Let's see, so it's eleven fifteen. So you got. Um, Two hours and 45 minutes to cast your vote uh, for Rick Emerson Listener Party 11 logo. Uh, Go to 970. Look at Banner, Michael. Go to 970.am. Cast your uh, vote for the logo for Rick Emerson Listener Party 2008. Uh, There are five logos up. Uh, Pick the one you like, cast your vote, and at 2 o'clock today we will close the voting and at the end of the program we'll announce uh, the winner. Uh, So we have turned it over to the people, which frees us from any sort of guilt or excoriation should something you don't care for win. Uh, so go cast your vote right now. If you don't vote, you have only yourself to blame, my fellow citizens. It's 970.am uh, to cast your vote for the logo for Rick Emerson Listener Party 11 happening uh, Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom. Uh, more about that coming up later on today. Uh, what else? Glorious Master of the Week coming up today. Uh, the best 911 call you have ever heard in your life. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I heard this on Lycus yesterday. Uh, somebody had mentioned it to me. Like, I got in an email about it. A guy had sent me an email saying, "If you heard this 911 call with the cop on the pot." And I, I sort of read it and then kind of forgot about it didn't pursue it. So I was listening to Lycus yesterday at either 4 or 5, and he had Joe Rogan in. Joe Rogan, who would... It sometimes just seems to live, like, next door to the studio, because he's sort of always there, but he's always funny. So Rogan and Lycas were playing this 911 call from some cop. Well, we'll play the whole story. Uh, We'll have the whole story for you later on. But it's a cop who is just high as a paper kite uh, calling 911. And the call is four and a half minutes, and normally we wouldn't play a phone call that is four and a half minutes long, but I have to tell you, every single moment of it is genius. So we'll get to that later on. We have... Not one, but two submissions today for It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard. One of them uh, from KUFO Program Director Chris Haddock, and the other one uh, from some guy whose name escapes me at the moment. Let's see if I have it. See if I have his name. A guy sent me, let's see here. This is from... The Hatley family is how they've signed this. So thank you to the Hatley family and all the little Hatleys. Uh, they sent us a great submission for Worst Song You've Ever Heard. We'll, we'll try to get to at least uh, one of those today. And we'll answer the magical question, uh, what are your children sniffing? That's all coming up, plus your phone calls, uh, email, etc., et cetera, so on, so forth. Tim Riley working on the following stories for your edification on this Friday. Well, Bill
2: Clinton will be at drinking Lincoln High
1: tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Eugene, bike gangsters run a cop off the road. You won't hate... This coming Monday, because the first government rebates go up by direct deposit Monday, a week earlier than earlier expected. A man who died of a heart attack drank four Red Bulls a day. Two horrible Florida stories. A bee tornado frightens people to death in Florida. And a Florida man is eaten by his pit bull puppies. And a Bush heckler
1: punches a girl in a wheelchair. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to I was laughing at a thing I heard earlier today that has nothing to do with a wheelchair girl being punched. I'm laughing at that only because when I saw the headline yesterday, it didn't occur to me that it could possibly be a real story. But I should have known that it was a real story. So anyway, uh, so we'll get to that. I got a whole. I actually have a whole pile over here of just things. uh, News. Let's see. One. Let me just count up here. And Tim can tell you this, that we have news stories scattered everywhere. We are like some weird Depression-era family hoarding beets in the basement. Uh, there is so much news surrounding us all the time. I mean, right now I'm looking at Tim. Tim's got one pile to the left, one pile to the right, whole stack of news on the computer in front of you. Another pile over there. I mean, there's, I mean, there's multiple stacks of news. Firefighting
2: efforts are hampered due to the fact that too many news stories were stacked up in I'm, one place.
1: No, I mean, everywhere you go. And so, there's actually a whole separate pile that I keep over here to the chair on the right, which is things that I know deep in my heart we will never, ever get to. But I bring them in every day, largely because I feel sorry for these stories. Because They seem really... Into, you know what it is? These stories are what... Uh, That woman that wrote that book, Animal Husbandry, uh, they're the old cow. There's something that seemed interesting at the time and that I just never got to. The chair of unwanted (laughs) stuff. That's really it. The the island of misfit news. And it's just sitting over here. Look, let me just read you. Let me give you a couple of headlines from the the chair of news that will never be gotten to. And these are quality stories, friends. Maybe we should give them to that robot. (laughs) He'd like them, I'm sure. The... uh... So we don't have a gather bot uh, quite yet to go find the news for him. We Let's just listen to these headlines. And keep in mind, these are stories that we're probably never, ever, ever going to get to because there's just too much happening every day. But this is the quality of news we have on this program. These are stories that don't even make the cut. Listen to these headlines. Exploding toilet throws man 300 feet. How about this? Man impaled by hotel fence. Uh, no. I saw that. Burger King launches 85-pound burger. Beer Church opens. Uh, Let's see. Man convicted for staring at at woman. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, I have something else here. Um, Neil Diamond talks about new tour and album. Yay. Librarians find, quote, bags full of fluids scattered everywhere. I mean, these are all stories that seem really substantive that I know deep within my soul will never be read. And so, but I can't quite bring, you know what it is? It's like a girlfriend that you can't quite bring yourself to break up with. You can't, you just, you can't quite bring yourself to kick her out of the house. You just, you realize that it's not really going anywhere. It's never going to lead to anything more serious. You're never going to be engaged or married. You will not be staring off into a sunset together on the beach of Maui at 85 years of age. But you can't quite bring yourself to say, Look, I need you to pack your things and get out. And so she's just there every day. You go home, she's there.
8: She's just good enough for now. She's good
1: enough for now. That's what these stories are. I can't bring myself to say it's not working out, news pile. Look, when we first met, when I first saw you on the Reuters feed... I thought you were really interesting, and I thought maybe we'd have a future together, and you'd be on the show with me. But
8: but now if you're lonely one night and you're looking for them, <laughs> but that's totally what you know it. they'll be right where you left them.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: If I come in and the computer has crashed, there's no internet, none of these other news stories work, uh, all, everybody else is struck by lightning, and I'm here with four hours to fill. I know that those stories will be there for me. I can call them up anytime I want, and they'll be just as good as they were then. So, all right. Uh, joined today as always by the lovely and talented Sarah X Dillon. Hello.
8: Hi. How are you? Oh, just fantastical. I was lost. It was really, really cool. All
1: right. Uh, This is now the time on the Rick Emerson program when we submit for... Not a word. That's not the word I'm looking for. What is the word? Not submit. Submit some we... Petition. Solicit.
8: Solicit. All
1: right. I knew it started with an S uh so if you saw last uh, lost last and night I'm a
8: no, yeah I need to proceed this I'm in no way an expert and we will be talking about what happened last night All if right. you didn't see it
1: and so if you didn't see it uh just uh, that's your own boggle
8: Run to your radio now
1: uh it's uh, 503-733-2970. 503-733-2- uh, 970. you saw last night's episode of Lost.
8: There was a big moment last night where I was just like, I, I text message profanity to a couple of my friends, like, oh my god. Right. One of the main characters got assassinated on it.
1: Well, Lost is a show where nobody's safe. Like you never know somebody's nobody. gonna get killed.
8: Absolutely nobody. Like you think everything's fine and then it just comes out of nowhere.
1: Battlestar Galactic is the same way. There was an episode, uh, I think it was the the season four opener, and it ended up being a little bit of a fake out, but where Edward James almost was the main character. At one point, was just shot right in the head and killed. And we all kind of went,
8: oh, wow. Wait, well, no, you know, I must have missed him somehow. Like, that can't just... They can't be dead. Well, and then it turned out... It,
1: and it actually ended up, for reasons that I won't get into. It ended up not happening. But the thing is, we all bought it hook, line, and sinker because it's not like on... I mean, we were talking about this with Chris Paddock. It, television programs didn't used to be this stressful. It used to be that you'd turn on Dynasty or Knots Landing or whatever some crap and it you know there'd be you know some 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 trouble along the way a few, a few speed bumps but at the end of the episode everything was fine they certainly didn't kill a main character for no reason mm-hmm. and i think in a post twin peaks era you just never know what's going to happen and, you, do, you know, the lead character could just fall into a wood shredder at some see, point. See, my
8: spirit was broken early on because I watched Life Goes On. and remember um, Becca's boyfriend, Tyler, who was killed in the car accident.
1: Let's pretend I do.
8: Okay. Yeah, well, in Life Goes On, I remember he was one of the main characters. And, and they, they just killed Yeah, him? and they killed him off in a car accident. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that. It I wasn't guess, like, you know,
1: on, like 90210 or Melrose where they'd introduce some character only to kill him off at the end absolutely. of the episode. Yeah.
3: Oh.
9: All right. Uh, let's see here.
1: Uh,
0: hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show.
9: Good morning. It's lost talk time already. Yes.
0: What's yes. up, sir? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, what
8: do you even say about yesterday?
9: In, in the words of Henry Rollins, uh, watching that episode last night was like trying to inhale a Buick. Uh, I have no idea what this... Okay, I, I'll narrow it down to one question. Uh, in your opinion, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at the end, uh, Ben is talking to Whitmore. Uh-huh. says, have you come to kill me? And Ben says, "We both know I can't do that Now, Ben cl- clearly doesn't have any compunctions about just offing people if they you know displease him in some way. Um, so I'm wondering, is there some issue with David I mean, is it a bad strategy, or is it do you think that Widmore actually cannot be killed?
8: Okay, so what I think I'm a total dork, and I've been thinking about the Charles. So I was thinking about um, you know the time traveling stuff and everything. I think that Widmore might be Ben's constant.
7: Since, oh. since
8: Ben seems like he's traveling, and since he can't, you know, he, he cannot exist without his constant. I think that in some way they must have started the Dharma, Dharma Initiative in some in some capacity together. I don't know. Maybe Ben owned it and then like lost sight of the island and can't find it, can't go back to it. But I, that's what I kind of believe. And plus, you don't really see Ben. Uh, Kill a lot of people Which is You know how you've noticed How a lot of people can't die When they've been on the island How like You know Like they tried to kill themselves I don't know My speculation was I thought maybe Widmore Was Ben's constant And the way that they were talking It kind of almost seemed I know it's pretty far fetched But it seemed like They were almost uh, Like it could be possible That they were almost like Lovers at some point too Because he was talking to me He's like So when do you sleep You know Next to the bed With an open bottle Of scotch next to you And he's like Oh no You know A lot's changed And the way that they were talking There was definitely something there
9: there's clearly a history. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely that and also Emily Deriven. Pretty sure she was wearing a wig last night.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> yeah, you, sir. All right. all right, there you go. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Lost Recap.
6: Fantastic stuff. You know, I was I was really in a panic because my son got in a wreck yesterday, and, and my other son had to uh, like rescue him and pull him out of a ditch, and I was hoping none of it would get in the way of
7: Lost.
6: <laughs> 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 um, and it all worked out. Love. It Excellent. all worked out, so... Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, when uh, uh, the thing that's kind of interesting to me is that Ben, uh, when he questioned what day it was, because it, it kind of reminded me that he even he can't control the time shifting and warping and what have you.
8: Yeah, that was nuts. And when he landed in the middle of the desert, I was just like, I. Yeah, it was like some weird drug trip. I'm like, what it, is going on here?
6: And I and I, I dearly wish I could figure out what happened just before that. When he, you know, it's like we're because he was like all of a sudden completely shocked. Why am I here, Kennedy? Kind of yeah, he
8: was all crazy and wild, then he's running that giant parka in the middle of the desert, and he's shot in the arm. It's like, what the hell is going on there?
6: Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, uh, very excellent episode. They uh, they they picked up uh, where they left off, or where they may have left off, or where they never were, or something. But they they did it very well. I was I dude. Was... Did you think that he was going to shoot Alex? You know, I kind of thought, but I thought it might go a little longer, but when it was just like, bam, gone. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> When it
8: was actually like the, okay, on the count of, you know, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, like, bam, uh, bitch know, went down. It's like, oh, wow.
6: It was just unbelievable. You know, oh, yeah, go ahead and shoot a bang. It's like, whoop, he was just, you know, my face pretty much matched them.
8: Yeah, bam. absolutely. Thank you, you, you sir.
6: Mm, bye. All right, there you go. Uh,
1: hello. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Lost Recap.
9: Yes. Um, well, it's been interesting just listening to you guys talk about it, but uh, that episode really twisted
10: my mind. But what I thought was interesting was bringing back the black mist and my wife who doesn't watch the show much was just asking me like 5 minutes before are they just making up as they go along and I'm saying well there's some things that they've never uh come back to
11: like that or the
8: four-toed monster the four-toed statue
1: Yeah and the the polar bear. Did they revisit the statue, the, the
8: no, freaky where the Saeed had seen through the thing? Oh. Yeah, no, they never have, and they, they hadn't touched on the smoke monster till this part. But, yeah, continue, sir.
11: And, I don't know, I, I'm not thrilled about the smoke monster. It seems a little too out there, but... I guess as we go along, it gets
12: more and more out there.
8: Yeah, so what do you think when Ben went down into that little room? Do you think that he was, in some way, he can control the smoke monster? Because he went into that room and then came back out five minutes later, and that's when he's telling everybody to head for the woods, and then that's when the smoke monster thing comes out. So it seems like he almost orchestrated it.
4: And he was covered in dirt or grease or something.
8: Yeah, that was really. It was. It looked like maybe he had been somewhere. He wasn't. He goes into this little room, came out, and he's completely filthy. And then telling everyone where to run. Yeah, it was really strange. All right, thank you, sir.
1: I meant to ask you actually last night because I knew it was going to air, to list the things that you felt needed to be addressed. I meant to do, had to do this yesterday to say, like, what are the things off the top of your head that they need to revisit or talk about or do, that they can't just leave? Because, well, they time... do everything.
8: Like, you won't see characters for months. Aren't like
1: they, Aren't they kind of notorious, too, for planting little intriguing things mm-hmm. like a polar bear and then they take, like, four years to get back to it? And yep. you're like, but
8: what about the... There was the polar bear in, like, the first season, and then they just revisited a few episodes ago in this season, and then still nothing. you still know nothing. Like They'll give you a little bit more, but you are nowhere closer to knowing what the polar is. Like, okay, there was a live one. Now they found polar bear bones, and you still don't know where the hell it came from. Uh, let's see.
1: Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Lost Recap.
12: Hey, hey. I don't have anything really big or overriding, but I've got a couple little observations. Uh, first of all, uh, when... Uh, um, When he checks into the hotel, he gives his name as Moriarty.
8: Yeah, Dean Moriarty, right?
12: Right. And if you're a literature fan, uh, Moriarty is the uh, criminal mastermind who nearly killed Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, uh, Sherlock Holmes is his
1: arch rival, his arch enemy.
12: Right. So he is, uh, you know, that might be a little bit of a clue as to whether or not Ben really is one of the good guys.
1: Yeah, because Moriarty traditionally is a a villain, yeah.
8: Mm -hmm.
12: Right. And... um, Then another thing, uh, when he lands in the middle of the desert, he's wearing a Dharma Initiative parka. If you caught that. Yeah,
8: I saw that, and he's shot in the arm. And I kind of, I kind of suspect he got to the Sahara
12: Desert the same way that um, Locke's father got to the island through some mechanism that we haven't seen yet. But you know, Locke's father talked about, "Hey, I just woke up and I'm here. Where the hell is this?" I think that's probably how Ben got the other way. And the last thing is when he uh, when he went into the basement there and, uh you know, to his little secret room, mm-hmm. he opened a door, and there was another door that looked like it was stone behind it. It looked like there were hieroglyphics on it. it yeah, he pushed it, on he, it,
8: too, didn't he? And he didn't really see right, anything the, else.
12: It kind of gives me the impression that the island might have been a home to some more ancient religion or not because it kind of looked like you might see on a temple and you know there's the weird statue with the foot thing going on. So let me uh, add
1: this real quickly before we before we do this. Um, did you, the Moriarty guy? What did you say the name he checked in under was?
12: Uh, I. It sounded kind of like he said Dean
1: Moriarty, it but he's Dean, he
8: could Dean have said Moriarty. D- Dean Moriarty. Okay,
1: I'm just double. I was just double checking. I thought I had another lead on that, they, but I was checking. I was double checking.
12: Yeah, they else. do
8: a lot of like literary references right. in it. That's why it's so interesting. The only
12: other thing I can think of is the uh, the name on the jacket. If it was a name that he was wearing, was Halliwax, which uh, struck me as odd because I can't remember any characters with that name.
1: So, so, so was that like another company? Could that be another? Uh, uh, uh,
12: well, it. There was just on the right breast, there was the Dharma Initiative logo, and on the left side it said Hallowax. I have no idea if it's significant. No, I totally –
8: I remember that they they did this viral – god I'm a i was loser. just i was
1: actually just now wondering how many hours of am... our lives when all of this is said and done how many hours will americans have spent d- looking at things d- like trying to track down lost viral videos because
8: and... i know that oceanic air was uh, purchased by a big company and i think it began with an h i can't remember the name of the company because they have their own website and they had this viral marketing thing where you had to try and figure out the password to log into the website to see like the research that they were doing i need to find that name though. all right
1: thank
12: you yep. sir have a good one. All right.
1: Over. There you go. All right. Uh, well, we should probably break yeah. here. It's 503 733 2970. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, James Roop will join us. Later on, Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth, Scott Daly, Jonathan Colton, Glorious Bastard of the Week. Go to 970.am, catch your vote for the logo for Rick Emerson Listener Party 2008. We're back after this. Stay... Yeah. Why? Hello. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Five oh three seven three three two nine seventy. Five oh three seven three three two nine seventy. All right, so so here's what a nerd I am. So this is so we were simultaneously nerding out in three different ways during that last loss segment. So Sarah is talking about one aspect of the show. The other guy calls up and he's talking about the monogram that's on some guy's jacket when he's checking in. He's using the passport that says Dean Moriarty.
8: Thanks to David, it's the Hanso Corporation. Hanso that owns, Corporation. Yeah.
1: So meanwhile, I, who at this point I'm not even caught up with, Lost, I'm not even really watching it. I am then going to Wikipedia um, to see if maybe, uh, because I thought the guy had said, not, I didn't think he said Dean. I thought he said Drew Moriarty, mm-hmm. which I in turn thought was going to be a reference to uh, to a, a guy who's a, a writer and a screenwriter on Ain't It Cool News, which turns out it's not. This guy says, uh, Dean Moriarty is a Jack Kerouac character, one from On the Road, based on the real-life uh, person, Neil Cassidy. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes character is James Moriarty. So I guess... So Dean Moriarty is based on a guy named Neil Cassidy and is in turn a character in On the Road by Jack Kerouac.
8: Yeah, and who is also referenced as maybe yes. being the <laughs> the great grandson of Sherlock Holmes uh Professor Moriarty character.
1: And that's in the Alan Moore thing. Yeah. Right. All right. In the the League of uh, what's it? League, League of extraordinary gentlemen. Gentleman.
8: Oh, Jesus. oh uh, my gosh. This makes my head hurt. Can you see? Can you see it? I
1: can. But it's a bit, you know, and and here's the thing is I almost think at one at this point I now have to wait and just watch the whole thing when it's done because I don't. I don't think I, I can take any more stress right now. I just can't. I uh, I think that right now this is probably a conversation. Oh, we're supposed to have a Jim Roop at some point. Hey, Richie, Richie, could
13: you please to be calling? Yeah,
1: and you toss CNN a call. We don't have anybody else uh, this, you know, in, in, before the news hour, so that's fine. But I just want to make sure that, 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 that you know we don't get too until Tyler to have fun him.
8: at his Bruce Springsteen concert
1: where he's got floor seats, bastard. Uh, so uh, we, this is probably a conversation for another time. But we were talking to Chris Paddock uh, from KUFO about uh, Lost this morning. He
8: is the biggest Lost freak I've ever met. Oh, he's a full-on
1: freak for it. And noting how television programs didn't used to be this stressful, there is like a whole new kind of stress in American culture that is television stress. Uh, and where you're sitting there, getting all bent out of shape and getting your brain folded in half about some crap that's not even really uh, real, uh, and it's not because Battlestar Galactica is the same way. He's powering through.
8: I don't even know what Battlestar Galactica is about. Is it like a Star Trek kind of thing? Well, only are there the, like weird creatures. And only stuff? in
1: the sense that it's only in the sense that it's people on a ship in space. I mean, it's not it's not like a landing on some mysterious planet where you're attacked by tentacles, eh, kind of a thing. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. It, it is it's a, it is sort of um it is sort of a a a, a science fiction uh, retelling of the lost tribes of Israel who are wandering in the desert looking for you know you know for Canaan um except it is people you know basically humans in space trying to find earth uh because earth has been foretold in their scripture as the promised land so they're in space trying to get to earth sort of like a big wagon train through space trying to find earth. And meanwhile, their arch enemies are also trying to simultaneously destroy them and find Earth themselves. So it is a race between uh, between uh, between humans and Cylons, or the enemy. It is a race between two. two is that why everyone's
8: talking about who the last Cylon is? Was there a Cylon on the, good, the time or good team or something?
1: That's the that's the thing. Is there's the humans and then there are Cylons. Uh, the Cylons have evolved to the point where they look human and so there are cylon like sleeper agents who are passing as human on galactica which is the the ship okay uh, so it is there are there are members of the galactica
8: just like in star trek um, and there would be like evil data exactly and, totally that's yeah. what
1: it is so there are members of the of the galactica um you know the, the, the members of the, the whatever, whatever the word i'm looking for but you know it's because it's, it's a military ship so there are members of the galactica crew who are secretly cylons um, suddenly, Cylon. So I remember
8: everyone kept saying, "Who's the last Cylon?"
1: That, and they haven't revealed it. They've revealed Still? there are 12 Cylon models.
8: So, so there are 12 Cylon models. So your 12 Cylons are like my Oceanic Six. Exactly. Totally. Okay.
1: And so there are thousands and thousands. I mean, there's an infinite number of Cylons, but they only come in 12 models. They've only they've they, they've evolved to look human to pass for human, but they only have 12 different models. And so there's like billions of each model, but there's only 12 models. There's a blonde one, there's an old guy, there's an Asian woman, you know, and those are the 12, like, varieties that, you know, your 12 flavors of Cylon. Uh But they have never revealed the final Cylon. So everybody's, who is it?
8: Oh, that's what I mean. So everyone's, like, looking at all the people and seeing what person any character.
1: And sometimes there are, and we'll get uh, Jim Roof here in just one second, but there are certain characters in Battlestar Galactica, like in this last season, who who had this whole time have been heroes fighting on the side of good, who, th- who themselves did not realize they were Cylons. And then it was suddenly they discovered, I'm a Cylon, you know, whatever. Uh, their, their programming was suddenly switched on. They had been Cylon sleeper agents in that they themselves had not even known they were secretly oh. a Cylon. So there's still one remaining, and it could be anybody. Because they've had some pretty surprising revelations, and about this is who the last final season it. of it, right? This is the final season. All right,
8: so I'm gonna wait till this is done, and yeah. then I'm gonna start it.
1: Yeah. So it's so it's basically two warring species, both. Looking for Earth at the same time because they both believe that it is their destined homeland. Okay. And so it is a race to see who can get there first while simultaneously trying to destroy one another. It's a it is it's a it's it's a. That
8: sounds nerdy and awesome. It's
1: an unbelievable and it's a really really heavy show in terms of biblical allegory. I mean, it's got a lot of really heavy religious allegory in it. So it's a it's a great show, but it's so freaking stressful. You watch it and you just you can't. I mean, and it's really smart, and it's densely written just like Lost is, and you can't look away for even five minutes. You
8: can't even blink during Lost. Like, I missed a second of, like, when Ben was falling and, like, lands in the desert, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I have no idea.
1: Ugh. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Los Angeles. Patiently standing by while we nerd out about Battlestar Galactica and Lost, it's James Roop. Hello, sir.
14: Howdy. How are you, brother? How's your product? How's your Friday? Friday's beautiful, man.
1: Is a, it a beautiful because it's a Friday or is it beautiful for some other reason?
14: Uh, it's, it's a Friday. Yeah. Some dude just got eaten by a shark, man. Really? Where? Shark attack off San Diego coast. No. Ju- you know Solano Beach? Yeah. Just uh, about I don't know, 14 miles north. Great surf spot. I've surfed there myself. Guy um, apparently was swimming with a bunch of triathletes. He was training and uh, was... Uh, was attacked by a shark. He died. He bled to death before help arrived. A single bite to both legs. That tells you that's no leopard shark.
1: Damn, man.
14: That ain't no leopard shark down there. That's somebody's hungry.
1: That's, uh, you know, and, uh, having, I mean, I lived in San Diego before I moved to Portland, and I'm obviously not, I'm not like a surfer or whatever, but, you know, you go out. There, but, you know, most shark attacks, as we all know from the movie, jaws happen in less than three feet of water anyway, so.
14: Well, I've, I, I've been, I've surfed that at Tabletops of the area on uh-huh. Solano Beach. It's a real popular surf joint, and it, you see a lot of leopard sharks down there. They get, I've, the biggest I've seen is probably seven feet, but I'm telling you, uh, a guy in his fifties or sixties, triathlete, to to bite both, bite both legs, and probably sever one of them. That's that's a big shark. That's
1: a big ass. They're thinking shark.
14: maybe great white. Oh, uh, I
1: mean, and I like most, like I think everybody. I simultaneously am fascinated by and horrified by sharks, especially great whites. Largely because, uh, you know, because of the culture and Jaws, and it was just so deeply embedded. But also because they're just freaking amazing and scary. And people, I, a guy said the greatest thing on the Discovery Channel one time, and I've sort of taken it, repeated it a lot. But he said the greatest thing he said that you know, he said people think of the ocean. As just, you know, like this sort of thing you can go wade into and cool off and whatever, and it's just sort of like a big swimming pool there for us. And he said, you know, people don't really stop to consider that the ocean is, it's the jungle. It just happens to be underwater, you know? It's like nobody would go wander into the deep, dark, you know, jungle on safari and somehow think you were safe. People don't realize the ocean is a jungle. It's just a submerged jungle, yeah. and just like the jungle has things that'll leap out and kill you, so does the ocean. You just don't really realize it.
14: I'll tell you, we used to surf at night until we found out that that's when sharks feed. Oh we, yeah, we'd uh, we'd duct tape flashlights to the to the nose of our boards until uh, somebody saw a shark out there, and we we asked a uh, a firefighter slash lifeguard person about it. You know, they said, oh, "Dude, they're feeding." You don't want to be out there. I got to tell
1: you, I used to, um, uh, when when Laura and I lived there, we would spend most of our time at Ocean Beach. And uh, uh, Ocean Beach is a great, you know, kind of a low-key sort of, you know, uh, sort of very sort of, uh, you know, mellow place. But one of the cool things about it is they've got this huge sign when you go to Ocean Beach and it says, and it actually, it, it's one of those great laid-back California things, it's a huge sign from the city that says 24-hour surfing, 24-hour swimming. Uh, and they specifically note that you can surf or swim any day or night, doesn't matter. And occasionally, we'd be out there at 11 o'clock, midnight, whatever, and you'd look out there, and out by the OB Pier, you would just, you know, you'd see one lone guy who's out there catching some huge wave at 1 a.m. And you do think to yourself, like, you know, at any moment, uh, some some big mouth could come up and just take that guy down. We'd never see him again. Uh, so it's it's a it's a thing to sort of certainly keep in mind. Well, Jesus, well that's insane. Yeah. Uh, um
14: crazy man.
1: Yeah, well I guess there's no natural segue to t- to talk about reality television. Sure, um, that's reality. I guess so, man. I mean, it's they ought to do somewhat. But you know, they have that on the Discovery Channel. They have that uh, uh, most dangerous catch, and they have the uh, Survivor Man, and all that. Um, they really ought to do some reality show that is one of those, uh, you know, boats where those guys who are shark experts. Uh, whatever they're called, uh, ichthyologists or whatever, where they go off and they just spend three months at sea studying sharks and then turn that into a reality show. I bet that'd do. I bet that'd do pretty well for them. I bet that'd do pretty good business for Discovery Channel.
14: Oh, I would think so. I mean, because some of that stuff gets pretty hairy. Because you know, sharks they they're stupid. You know, I mean, they're great predators, but they're stupid. So they attack anything that moves.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, they are. They, sharks are. I remember I read this phrase. I, read, I mean, I read the freakiest book. It's called Close to Shore. And it was the it's the true story of these shark attacks that happened in New Jersey off the coast of New Jersey in 1906, and it's actually what inspired Jaws. Um, and they you know how they they discuss how the 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 great white shark, especially, is what they call an apex predator, which means that it's the very top of the chain. There's nothing that attacks sharks uh, really except for us. So in any event, yeah. Uh, so they uh, Pretty wild. on the Emmys for a second though. Uh, we were just talking about TV, but is it have they added an Emmy for? It's not for best reality show, is it? For reality host. Best, best host.
14: There's already a, a reality show category, but you now I was talking with a guy named Scott Sternberg, who has a production company. He does a lot. He, he's, he's the one that produces the Academy, uh, a bunch of game shows. He's, his production studio is an unscripted production studio, you know. Right. And um, he he said it, it's hard to come up with a category like that unless you open it up to um, game show hosts. Right. Because like. Jeff Probst, although he does a great job with the Tribal Council, he's not really involved. He doesn't really have anything to do with the game, which it is a game, by the way. It's not you know, reality television. It's, it's really a game show. But uh, it, 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 what really is true with reality shows, like the Academy, let's say, is the editor's the one who should get the Emmy, because he's the one who takes all that footage, those hours and hours and hours of footage, and...
1: Turns it into a storyline. Turns it into a story. Yeah. Yeah. So I
14: don't know why the host is getting anything.
1: Especially because, right. uh, seriously, with I mean, Bob Barker, as you pointed out, but it's not like them like was going to give that uh, a guy a hosting award. Not like, you know, not like Pat Sajak's going to win anything.
14: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, I it just, you know, it, it, it is not to sound all urgently about it, but, I mean, the idea that there might even be an Emmy Award for Best Reality TV Host is more indication that I no longer need to care about the Emmys, you know?
14: it's just one more thing to make that damn show longer.
1: <laughs> seriously. And just, know, just when it looked like it was going to be shorter. (laughs) All right, big plans for your weekend, other than staying out of the water?
14: (laughs) That's beautiful. Just drink heavily, sir.
1: All right, there you are. As always, my friend, best to Mrs. Roop and all the little Roops, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, sir. Thank you very much. James Roop, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Uh, Let's
14: see here. Uh,
1: Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
14: Hey, Rick, Battlestar Glotka. Yes, sir. I've got a question for you that all my friends think I'm nuts. Okay. You mentioned 12 pylons. Yeah. Don't you think there could be a 13th because of the 13th tribe?
1: Well, that's the thing, because it is because it is so much a biblical allegory. I mean, I guess that there's, there's any number of things that that could be revealed. I will say that Battlestar Galactica is pretty good about playing by its own rules, uh, where they, they sort of set things up and they don't... They're pretty good about not doing it. No, 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 we faked you out. We know we told you one thing, but it's really something else. So if they say that there's only one Cylon left to be revealed which I think they do actually say even in the opening credits where it says 12 Cylon, you know, whatever, 11 are known, one will be revealed or whatever. It seems like they probably will do that.
14: I just can't believe they're going to pass up the opportunity.
1: I don't know. Do you have any guess? And by the way, this is not a spoiler. Any guesses to who the final Cylon is, sir?
10: No,
12: you're absolutely right. There's no way to spoil that because there's no guess. All there's, bets are off.
1: No, there's no. All, uh, Fat Boy from KUFO uh, seems very convinced that it's Tom Zarek, but I mean, that's just a guess. No one knows.
14: So, uh, it can't be apollo i'm the dude. old apollo well old I, <laughs> dude i mean but i mean if they
1: wanted to fuck defi- it's too obvious to make it starbuck i mean yeah there's just no way it can be starbuck unless they're unless it's so obvious that they're going to screw us by using the obvious choice that we think can't possibly be true so exactly i don't know i got nothing brother all right thank you all right thanks all right, there bye. Go. bye uh hi you're on the rick emerson show hello
4: hey everybody how's it going this morning what's up Excellent. Hey, uh, you know what? Just about everybody already made all the lost comments I was going to make, uh, except, um, you know, it just seemed like last night's episode was really rushed. Everything happened really fast. Um, and I'm, I actually want to direct everyone's attention to the article in the newspaper, uh, yesterday in the living section that talks about how, how they had so much story and they were trying to cram it into the, what's left of the season. Um, so if you haven't read that, that's a pretty good article. Yeah, it was
8: pretty frustrating to watch it, especially with all the commercial breaks. Um, like every five minutes, like they get this, that's exactly it. They rush through this chunk of story, and then all of a sudden, shh, break. And then there'd be like... five minutes of commercials, and then another five-minute chunk of loss, and then break. Do you, you feel know? like
1: Lost is sort of like this show sometimes? Where it's like, I got all these things to get to, and then they just <laughs> rapid-fire it in?
8: probably yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly it and it's just it almost seemed like there was more commercials than there were shows i couldn't believe
8: thing. it and after they did the whole like you know the thing in the beginning with like play, showing the loss and then usually they just start the episode but they right put away in a stop set. they put in a stop set they put in a commercial right after that i'm like are you effing kidding me and then they only played for five minutes and then another commercial
1: well you know here's the weird thing about that too now that we're just nerding out on television but that's what we do um the interesting thing about that is is that that's the way it used to be done. They used to do, I mean, even up until the mid-'90s, early-'90s, they would do opening TV credits, and then they would do a commercial break. Then they'd come back and start the show. There used to be a commercial break right after all the opening credits. And Looks then, like
8: losses bringing that one back.
1: And then the show, I do believe the show that kind of eliminated that, well, now I can't even remember. There was some show that was kind of the first to go right from the opening credits into the program. But so it's interesting that, yeah, they're bringing it back because they, because, and especially since ABC knows there's only, what, two seasons left, so they're just wringing every single dollar out of it. That's totally ABC's thing. Two years left, we're going to jam in every commercial we possibly can.
4: All right. And uh, speaking of commercials, uh, if anyone watched, I think it was that first commercial break that had the uh, premiere of the trailer for uh, Prince Caspian. Uh, You know... They look pretty good. I was, I, got, I was actually impressed.
1: I got such mixed feelings about that whole Chronicles and Narnia thing. I mean, it's a, the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, which I really wanted to be good, and it's just I just felt like it wasn't, and I just
4: I don't uh, know. I don't know. For, I'm hoping this one's better. But uh, my uh, my last comment was just on uh, actually a question for you, Rick, for yeah. uh, Battlestar. What's up with uh, the Presidential Aid, Tori?
1: All right. Well, I'll dump I'll dump I'll dump part of that because it was last. And we'll
8: give each other. Yeah. Spoiler alert.
1: It was last week. Although we just spoiled everything that happened like less than a day ago on Lost. Um I dumped yeah, part I'm of that. I dumped
7: this part of that but
1: here, here's what I'll say is that um that the end of last week's Battlestar Galactica, there was a there was a pretty a pretty unexpected thing that happened. And so now now that we have uh now that we're gonna talk about, it, I will say we will spoil it here, but I'm gonna give ready like a five second warning. So if you didn't see last Friday's Battlestar, tune out for like sixty seconds or so, because we are going to talk about here. First of all, can we stop for a moment and stop down and talk about how unbelievably scorchingly hot that woman is? Tori? Jesus. Uh, I mean, she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen on television. I mean, she's uh, uh, scorchingly hot.
8: What's her
4: name?
1: Her name is Tori. I don't know the actress's name.
4: Actress's name is Rika Sharma.
1: Okay, uh, I wouldn't even. I don't even know how to spell that. You have,
4: no, neither do I. Well, um, yeah, R-E-K-H-A-S-H-A-R-M-A.
1: R-E-K-H-A. Yeah, she plays Tori in Battlestar Galactica. She, she's
4: really she's pretty. so
1: freaking beautiful. It's oh um, yeah. It and then you know, it's her
4: it's her motivation. Why did why did she do it? Was uh, she uh, so did she want to or? Uh... Well, see
1: the, the end of last and see I didn't feel like the end of last week's episode of Battlestar was as 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 horrible as everybody else did only because. Uh, it seems like Callie's going to blow herself and the kid out of the airlock. So there's no way to stop Callie from doing it because she's obviously suicidal. So Tori at least steps in and saves the kid because she knows the kid can't die. So it's, uh, I felt that in, in a way she was sort of not quite as villainous as everybody thought. I thought in, in a way she was being quasi-heroic, maybe anti-heroic, because she saved the kid at least. But... It was creepy though, and that final shot of Callie floating around all frozen in space was a little unnerving. Oh, with her
4: eyeballs all glassed over, and that's like a direct parallel to the to the episode last night of Lost, where uh, Ben's daughter died. I mean, these are two characters you were invested in and actually really liked. And but that's the failed. thing about this show.
1: But that's see, that goes exactly what we were talking about. There's mm-hmm. nobody safe anymore. So Callie, who you know, is, I don't think anybody thought that they were going to kill her off at the beginning of the episode. Well, Callie's fine, and by the end of the episode, she's floating dead in space. You're just kind of going, what the f? Like, what am I? Did you think, though, for a moment that she was going to kill the
4: kid? Uh, No, I thought she was really going to pull the the hero card and save them both. Uh Um, See, I,
1: I for a minute, I thought, but I thought that they would let Callie blow herself and the baby out of the airlock. I really, that's how dark Battlestar Galactica is. I was like, well, this is it. They're going to kill the baby. And then it didn't happen, but I was prepared for it. I really was. So, all right. Thank you, sir. Best show ever. Bye now. All right. We'll do uh, two more quickly, and then we'll take a break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey Rick, how's it going? Hi, we're just uh, just sitting here nerding ourselves into a frenzy. What's <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah,
10: pretty much. Hey, you know on Battlestar Galactica too, that they they take all the actors from the original Battlestar Galactica and put them in the,
1: the show itself. Yeah. And did and, you know, well? And did you see Razor the uh, which was the the made for TV movie between seasons two and three? Yes. There was that great moment where they had the old school Cylons giving up the uh, buy your command kind of a thing, yeah. which is really righteous.
10: Yeah, and, well, yeah, because the new Cylons, and you got to remember too that the, the humans in Battlestar Galactica actually invented the Cylons.
3: Yeah, now the because uh, the Cylons... uh, one of
1: them,
8: the machine turns against man. Well, that's
1: the other thing. Yeah, so yeah. the the Cylons, as the opening credits say, the Cylons were created by man. They evolved, they rebelled, and now that they've come back for us. So that that's it, long... kind of
8: like iRobot, the movie that Tim spoiled for everybody. Yes, yeah,
1: where the robot
15: does it at the end.
1: Uh, but uh, long story short, yeah, we created the Cylons. They're robots. We created them as servants, and because and they art. They have artificial intelligence. Their intelligence grew, and then Terminator style, the Cylons evolved past our control, and they turned on us. So it's just yeah. there's so much alle- uh, 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 allegory and metaphor in that show that it's just that's I'm reading that great book that uh, Battlestar Galactica and philosophy, mm-hmm. which is just, and I'm
8: reading Lost in philosophy because we're retards. We are dorks. Right.
10: Yeah. That, well, that, that's this. Yes. It's. That's also true. One of the reasons why if you look at the Battlestar Galactic and everything else, you look at what they have you know, like on the bridge and stuff like that, and it seems so antiquated. They pick up a phone to call somebody.
3: Yeah, it's it's a and great
10: that's one of the reasons they stop their technology at a certain point because then it cannot be
1: I hadn't thought about interrupted
10: that. by the Cylons.
1: I hadn't thought about that. That totally makes sense. That that's why they have so much technology that seems Dated for a people that are, you know, like having faster than light space travel, because yeah. they never wanted anything to evolve into its own intelligence again and turn on them. I had never thought about that. Well yeah, spotted. I mean,
10: when when they make a when they make a jump, somebody has to sit down and actually calculate their jump, their jump
1: point. That's a fascinating point. I'd never thought about that.
10: And here's another one that yeah. you might not have thought about either. Just and it be the last one the the uh the timeline of uh the people on the battlestar galactica and and all that and their history coincides with earth as in the 13th and then their colony that they're trying to find or their 13th headed toward earth Earth's history starts when they should have arrived is that true yeah uh,
1: all right you know the other thing they do at the beginning of battlestar galactica because there's only the thing is there's there's only uh, in the show there's only 39,000 humans left alive like in the yeah. entire in the entire galaxy and every episode people die and so every episode starts with a uh, a little uh, logo on the sc- a graphic on the screen showing you how many humans are alive and every week yeah. it drops and it's yeah. just so gut-wrenching. All right, thank
16: oh. you.
8: Can I read this yes. one email that Aaron sent me about Lost? It won't mean anything to you. but And then it, we have a
1: question about Tim, and then we'll go to a break Okay, here. so
8: the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Lost, right? This might blow your mind. The team eventually gets hunted by the very government they're promised to protect. In the end of uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the League created a special project that could send certain individuals, usually those with special abilities, to a parallel dimension to strike out when humanity needed them the most. The plan was first pitched by Dean Moriarty. Ah. I do not like this. My head... <laughs> Hang on, that. Hi,
1: ah, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Final call before the break. What's up?
4: Hey, Rick. This is Lorne. Hello, know. Lorne. <laughs>
1: it's been forever
8: since we've heard from Lorne. Where have you been?
4: Uh, I was
12: dead and then resurrected. I guess. I have
9: no idea. Okay. I've just been
12: just listening to the. Forget it. Anyway. No, it was more of a. Uh, this is more of a scoop for Tim Riley because I don't want the TV people to beat him.
1: A scoop for Tim Riley.
12: There's a. There was a death in the suburbs.
1: At yeah.
12: uh which is it's kind of comical, I think.
1: There's the a way. there's a what? A death. A death in the suburbs.
15: At a dry cleaner because of the chemicals. Sam, do you have this?
1: I'm not aware of this. Uh, a a dry cleaning death.
9: I just thought it was kind of weirdly comical that but, where
1: where are you seeing this? Where?
12: It was at uh South Aloha. There's actually there's a uh,
9: oh, like that's a Loa.
1: I mean, is this like do you see it on the news or something?
9: No, man, I just watched the whole thing go down.
1: Wait, I don't, I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. Were so you, you were just, an eyewitness. You were just going adam- at a dry cleaner.
12: Yes, there was one of the workers there, and they actually pulled him out and tried to resuscitate him, and then actually did the whole body bag thing. And
1: wait, so, he was, so somehow because of the chemicals of the dry cleaning place, was all very weird. Yes. Are you sure it was a dry cleaner's?
15: Yes, I'm positive. It wasn't
1: inside a rendering plant or anything.
15: <laughs> Where was this exactly? In Loa. Uh, about 107 years farmings Farmington.
1: All right. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll get one of our minions on it. We'll look into it. Sweet. All right. Thank you, sir.
15: Hey, have a good one. Thank you. Death by Martinizing.
1: All right. Okay. Is there any such thing as Martinizing anymore? I don't even know what Martinizing is. It's like Simonizing. What's Simonizing? That's for your car, I believe. But are they the same thing? Is Is Martinizing like Simonizing but for clothes? Yeah, something like that. But what are either of them? They're franchises. But, I mean, is it an actual... So is it like search with Retson? Is it just like a made-up thing? Yeah. All right. They're, they're made-up terms. That is the most American kind of product, that which is created out of thin freaking air. Speaking of thin freaking air, we'll be back after this with an intangible yet invaluable product. That is Tim Riley's news from the Ministry of Truth. It's 503-733-2970. Back after this, it's The Rick Emerson Show. Later on, Scott Daly and Jonathan Colton. Don't go anywhere. Uh, yes. yeah photos like that are always really great and then not so much later we thought that was the best photograph of us ever taken by the way it
13: was very creative
1: all right it's 503-733-2970 ladies and gentlemen of the ministry of truth pay heed to it's your
6: new god the rick emerson new news Hour from am 970 solid state radio, radio. and now from the ministry of truth this is Tim Riley.
2: Beginning here, we have two serious crack-ups. One is on the I-5 southbound at Wilsonville at mile post 283. It is a rollover. Somebody is pinned inside. Lifeline has been activated. That's southbound I-5. To him, lower Boones Ferry Road between Ellingson Road and southwest Brockman Road. There is an accident. Lifeline also heading over there. Well, the president says he is sending out the tax rebates early. You should get yours as early as Monday. That's the week before it's scheduled. It'll uh, help Americans cope with the slumping economy. It'll help Americans fill up their gas tanks, really. Uh, So, uh, let's see. Starting Monday, the effects of the stimulus begin to reach millions of households across the country. The IRS uh, has been saying direct deposits won't start until next Friday.
1: So, who knows?
2: Apparently, they haven't told the
1: IRS yet. That's good. good to know that the government themselves don't really understand how it's working. Just give it to us whenever. We don't really need it. Uh,
2: so the money is going to help Americans offset the high prices we've been seeing at the gas pump. It'll also give our economy a boost and help pull us out of the economic slowdown. Yeah, like, that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the president suggested that uh, multinational oil companies are not among the businesses the package was originally designed to help. Oh, no? <laughs> Your tone of skepticism is showing through, Tim. Yeah, you know, I I we have a gas station that normally rips people off close to here. And their price is three seventy seven a gallon for a regular.
1: I yeah, I
2: So it's it's high to begin with, but out in the suburbs when I looked this morning, it was uh three fifty seven. But normally, they boost the prices when I do my errands on Saturday. It's so by the time they, I make my rounds and on my way home, it usually goes coming. up five or 10 Do
1: you ever do this? Do you ever go by the gas station just as the guys out there with the little suction cup pole thing changing the sign? I've never seen that done. Really? I do. I'm like, no, i am going to get it now. i got to tell you this. all If I see a guy changing the sign, I sometimes compulsively, uh, I, I I have to go in and get gas right then. And then I will sort of haggle with them and demand that they give it to me at the price that it was. And I was like, no, no, I was just turning in when I saw you starting to change it. I demand that you give it to me at the previous price. So.
2: So this will right all the wrongs going on in this economy right
3: now. No, seriously.
1: me the that's like that uh, that whatever that is that 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 uh, the the kid credit the three hundred dollars or whatever. It's going to turn everything around. Yeah. Some some idiot. Think teen back parents. of the wheels.
3: Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> you can get yourself another four months of a TiVo subscription with that. Everything will be fine.
2: Jesus. So anyway, the good part is uh, you can get gas a little bit earlier than expected. So this will go into your account Monday, and they don't say which group of people is getting it first. You know, it's uh, so if you're an individual, you get six hundred, twelve hundred for a couple, and an additional three hundred dollars for each
1: child. I can't even imagine though what it's like to live in a city right now where you have to drive, because the thing is in Portland. I mean, I'm talking about just in the city. In the city of Portland, none of us would be here if we had to drive. Well, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, it, the the public transportation system uh, in and around Portland is very good. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that it's the the best in the the best in the you know in the in the country or anything. I mean, obviously everything's graded on a different scale. A city like New York, people don't is, get killed every day. No, and a city like New York doesn't, uh, you know, or the Bay Area or Portland. They all have slightly different needs. But I'll tell you what, Portland, as contrasted with most cities I've lived in, I would say the cities that I have lived in. There is better public transit here than anywhere else. But you go to a place like L.A. where it's just, I mean, you're, you you got to drive. You're driving everywhere. There is no option. There is no choice. And uh, the
2: worst thing about L.A. now, you're exposed to commercials on screens on buses. Is that true? Yeah.
1: Like on the, the bus emerging. boards on the
2: side? No, there, there are TVs. All oh, seat-back TVs. They're at the front of the bus. You can't avoid them, and the sun is blasted.
1: <laughs> so you're sitting there just hating your life anyway because you're riding a bus in Los Angeles, and you yeah. must watch commercials. And meanwhile, there's a g- Have you been injured in an auto accident? And it's and it's like out of the tiny little speakers, which are all overdriven. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, and the worst part is they're all in English, and nobody on the bus can understand <laughs> English anyway. It's the most ridiculous thing.
1: So it's loud and pointless. Yes. Yeah. I. So if you know to be, and I know that. If, it's not like I take a lot of public transportation at this point. But if someone just doesn't have a car, can't afford and I mean, I think we lose sight of the fact that there are simply people who can't afford to put gas in their car sometimes.
2: Yes, I know.
1: I mean, there's just people who are just like, well, I can either buy this bread or I can buy a gallon of gas. What should I do? And the thing is, you could actually probably buy two loaves of bread for that gallon of gas. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, people got away and take the max or the bus or whatever. So at least they live in a city where they can do that. But goddamn, man. If you, were living, if you were living somewhere like L.A., you'd just be effed. You'd be effed beyond belief right now. Yeah. So, all right.
2: So, anyway, uh, yeah, you start getting your money Monday. So, it'll,
1: look in your bank account. It'll fix everything.
2: It'll fix everything, and everything will be back to normal again. Yeah. So, there. Uh, three men called outlaw biker gangsters. have been arrested after running a cop car off the freeway during rush hour yesterday in Eugene. Uh, apparently, uh, Eugene police detective and uh, a firearm special agent were driving down I-5. And uh, working on a motorcycle gang investigation when they were surrounded and boxed in by three vehicles. That sounds really scary. Investigators say they recognize the suspects as members of the Mongols Motorcycle Club. As the three cars closed in on the cops at the construction zone, ATF agent James Pickard was able to avoid the crash, but the suspects were initially able to get away. But they caught them and arrested them all, so they're going to be in trouble. Accident on the St. John's Bridge happened uh, yesterday afternoon near the base of the bridge. The tire of a semi carrying a large load of scrap metal hit a curve and set the entire truck onto its side. In an amazing show of level-headedness Seth gross, stopped his Subaru, put his car in reverse just as the truck began to fall. The side of his car was crushed, but he was able to uh, back up enough up to avoid being crushed
1: to death. Oh, so it hit the side of his car, but not the whole car.
2: Yeah, so he saw it coming. He backs up. Luckily, nobody was behind him.
1: Did the um, did all the scrap metal spill onto the road?
2: Yeah, it did. Jesus as a matter of fact, uh, the lady driving the scrap metal car, let's see, has been ticketed
1: for careless driving. So the bridge was closed for a while. So the truck tipped over. Yeah. He backed up just in just time. Just of time. Only crushed the side of his car, mm-hmm. not the side with him in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let like somebody here is... Now, I'm going to bring this person on now. this uh, Somebody here is at the dry cleaning place. Let's not identify uh, the name of the business. So I'm going to bring this person on. Is this Calvin? <laughs> Yes, I am
10: here in front of the cleaners.
1: Are you now are you in front of the actual dry cleaner where this uh, fatality allegedly happened?
10: Uh yes. Uh big allegedly.
1: What is I, what I is the to... deal? What do you what do you see there?
10: Well, actually, uh, I gotta say, as he said, uh one seventieth in Farmington, I looked up and that's that's where I was actually. So that was kinda weird, so I just pulled over. But um there's a couple fire trucks. There's a lot of uh, you know, very official looking people. Uh about half of them are laughing, which I can't really explain. And they had the whole place uh, roped off with yellow tape.
1: Maybe they're thinking of a limerick from last year.
10: All of them, yes. I think. Yes. So this yeah. is now, is it,
1: is, it, is it like roped off? Like are the streets closed off or is it just like the business itself?
10: No, I'll tell you, it's like a little strip mall. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, there's like a Safeway or Thriftway here. Right. And it's in there, so part of the parking lot is roped off.
1: All right, okay. So, but there's nothing, there doesn't really appear to be anything actively happening at the moment
10: no it it appears to be resolved in fact, the fire trucks are taken off, and uh, I really don't know what happened, but uh, it something did happen
1: all right so we'll uh, we will continue to look into that all right. Thank you for the update, sir. Have a good weekend you go. thank you, sir That's calvin Here's Tim Riley. We'll send see. the newsbot over mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just roll just roll up like one, like one of those bomb detonating things with the claws <laughs> all right uh
2: something out in the Fred parking lot in the cove last night address twenty five hundred southeast Columbia way. There is a port of a male inside the business bleeding from an unknown wound, even stabbed in an unknown location. Uh, The suspect is described as a black male, aged and and approximately 6 feet tall, 200 pounds. He was wearing a dark-colored hooded sweatshirt.
1: Uh, I think we have uh, something about tax rebates. Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson, because that's what people like to talk about. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
11: Uh, Hey, Rick. Hey. uh, Jeremy, I have a quick question on those tax rebate checks. Uh, Is this just like... Is our government just, like, printing more – is this essentially our government printing out, more money, printing out money and just, like, throwing at people, hoping that it will make our economy better? Or is this money, like, actually, like, that was saved from some place and that actually exists somewhere that they're going to try and inject back in the economy to, to restabilize? Or does it, do we even know? Or? Tim,
1: no, it's just plain old green money. But I, mean, so is it, but, I mean, so does the government have this money that they're giving, it, giving to us? It's actually your money. So this is uh. So they haven't already spent it. I think that was the sort of question. Like, did we give it to them? They spent it, and now they're trying to just print more money because they know they have to give it back to us at some yeah. point. Sort of like, uh, sort of like when your mom leaves for the weekend and you drink half the vodka, but you know she wants the whole bottle, so you fill half of it up with water.
11: I'd like to say I'm not guilty of doing that. Of course of that.
1: not. No one is. So, uh, what,
11: what one more thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I first discovered your show about two months ago, and yesterday I was looking around on the YouTubes, uh-huh. and I found a bunch of your uh, old listener party videos, particularly yes. the uh, Emerson History X. Yes. And the one where um, some uh, misguided woman gets tasered for trying to speak to uh, Mr. Riley. And yes. And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever seen on the Intertron.
7: <laughs> Thank you, sir.
11: And, and, and for better or for worse, I think I just like to be you when I grow up. Well, that's... For, for what it's worth.
1: That's... That's sad for you, but but all right. Uh, what is it? How old are you now, sir?
11: Uh, twenty six and holding.
1: <laughs> well, you don't have very far to grow then. Um, so.
8: Oh come on, who are you kidding? Mid thirties.
1: Uh, and so how did? What did you? How did you discover the program? How did that happen?
11: Uh, well, I listened to AM nine seventy like a long time ago, and they used to do like bits of stand up and stuff. And I I was never really interested. Uh, Neither and was, was the rest bummed. of the audience.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> that, that seems I, to have been an assessment shared by everyone.
11: I, I was driving around, and uh, I'm not a big fan of FM radio in the Portland area until uh, uh, your friends, Court and Fat Boy, come on. Uh-huh. But, but uh, uh, I was out in the boonies trying to find something. I couldn't find anything on the FM band, so I switched over uh-huh. to AM. And, out of
1: desperation, and, out of and, sheer futility.
11: And you were having a discussion about the honor box, uh, which reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> Some antics that my dad used to uh, do uh, in attempting to manage the honor box at his business. The and, honor uh, snack
1: from which I stole repeatedly as a younger man.
11: Yes. The, my, my dad figured out the answer to that. He had this really nice receptionist to work for them that was extremely religious and really, really sweet. Uh-huh. So they put the honor box on the corner uh-huh. of her desk in plain view of her, and nobody had the heart to do it. Of course, because you can't steal
1: in front of her because then she'll give you that look that says, I'm not angry so much as I am disappointed
11: that look that just tells you you're going immediately to
1: hell. Excellent. Uh okay, so well we're glad you liked the uh, the, the the thing you're talking about where the uh, uh, where uh, a woman her name is Alicia uh gets tased for attempting to talk to Tim. That is the intro video to uh our last party which is uh Emerson History. No, no, no. That, that was, was two two, two years ago. For that was kissing my ass, was it not? Listen to party 9? Uh,
10: you
11: that, that's what I believe the episode was yeah. on the YouTube. That is uh, the lady got tased for trying to speak to Tim um some lady uh screwed up Sarah's nails and was decked and i believe you were face first into a great big pile of coke
1: yeah that would be listener party uh 9 that was called kiss my ass uh that was our intro video we do an intro video usually for every party so uh are you going to be at the next party my friend uh
11: i i'm not uh, certain I,
8: I, I, I... what do you mean you're not what are you certain? not certain you we can't... haven't had one in, like over a year
1: well, I mean, hold on. Let me understand this. So you've you've in the space of about 90 seconds gone from quote wanting to be me when you grow up to then not being sure that you can make it to the next party.
11: Uh, well, that's the whole growing up part. I'm I'm not particularly responsible yet. And the reality is, um, I it's I believe it's on a weeknight, and generally I go home from work and just pass the hell out. So I'm not. Certain. What kind
1: of work do you yeah.
11: do? Uh, custom audio video stuff. What does that mean? Uh, basically, I can put. Touch panels in your house that can do anything from control your television to turn your lights and heating on and off.
1: Is that a nine to five kind of a job?
11: Uh, seven thirty till whenever. Kind oh, of 7.30. Job.
1: Please be home by. You could be home by midnight. Be home by midnight. Get yourself six and a half you hours. You don't want to get sleep. too
8: much sleep too, or else you'll be groggy then. And
1: time. more importantly, you don't want to be a pussy. Mm-hmm.
11: That's fair. All right, you browbeat me into
1: it. All right, I, I, Thursday, May fifteenth, eight p.m. Your name is Jeremy. Yes. All right. We expect to see you there, and we expect you to come up and introduce yourself so we can verify your attendance. Fantastic. All right. right. Thank you for listening, sir.
2: All right. There you go. That's also tax day for many of us. Is it true? Yes. For many of us?
1: All right. Mm -hmm. You mean the next day? You mean Thursday or the following Friday? Uh, 15th. Oh. All right. So, well, you know, we'll make it a busy day of fun and and responsibility all all the way around. Some people have multiple properties to pay taxes on. (laughs) (laughs) Richie. All right. Here's Tim Riley.
2: Well, two dogs in Sweet Home are terrorizing a neighborhood. Witnesses told police that a pit bull and a blue healer are wandering around and biting people. Several neighbors called police to report that they were attacked and the dogs continued to push at their front doors once they were inside. One resident who was attacked uh, saw the dogs knock down an 82-year-old man, pile on top of him and start biting him. The man was sent to the hospital. The owner of the dog was later questioned by authorities. Well, why wasn't he sighted? And why weren't these dogs tied up?
1: I don't know. And so this, how many dogs were there? Two. Yeah, I don't. A old in the blue healer. A lot of these stories happen where the cops go and they will talk to the guy, and then nothing really seems to be done about it. They just sort of, like, get the information, and they scribble it into some sort of a, like a spiral pad, and then they go away and there's no resolution.
2: Here's a lady dog story. It comes from Florida.
1: From where? Florida. ba bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I'm going to do that this weekend. Oh, boy.
2: A forty three year old Florida man was found dead with the right side of his face eaten off and his ears chewed away. Wow.
1: Ooh. I didn't see that coming.
2: I didn't either. Uh paramedics uh went to a home and uh found Daniel Danglis' body in a room at the home. There were three pitbull puppies near his body licking their chops. Misunderstood animals, Tim. I know. Of all the dogs to have <laughs> <of> <laughs> and all not the many breeds. <laughs> and not just one. Nor two. Three. I need three. It was it was his whole litter of puppies. Of course. Uh, he was last seen going into his uh, bedroom by a friend. Uh, Where are you going? Just to go feed the dogs? Apparently, he was drinking heavily and took anti-anxiety pills before going to bed. Well, at least he went happily. <laughs> the cause of death is not known. What
0: else could it be? <laughs> what else could the cause? <laughs> what other <laughs>
2: The right side of his face was eaten up and his, and his ears chewed away and the dogs are standing over him, <laughs> smacking their chops. The cause of death is not known.
1: <laughs> Probably a virus. <laughs> oh, that nagging back pain. I told you I was sick. Oh. <laughs> oh that's got to be freaky if you're the cop going into the house, though. That's got to be a bit of an unnerving uh, sensation. There's <laughs> a whole litter of dogs who clearly just killed and even, eaten their even master.
2: local six knows <laughs> man eaten by pit bull puppies.
1: <laughs> and if local six doesn't know, Jesus, who would? Oh, all right. <laughs> so I guess they'll get back to us when, when like, when the coroner weighs in and whatever it is might have befallen this unfortunate individual. Jesus. <sighs> all right. A tornado of bees is taking <laughs> diners from a restaurant in Deland, Florida.
2: A giant cloud of thousands of bees mysteriously uh, appeared and began to swirl in a tornado pattern around the Florida Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Customers at Oxy's uh, said they noticed a cloud in the sky. It looked like it was raining. Then they realized it's raining bees. Hallelujah. <laughs> a lot of people said it was bees and they ran to their cars. It was scary. I was panicked. I didn't know what to do. The bees began to swirl like a tornado and menace the customers. It looked like a tornado of bees swarming. A crowd formed at a distance to watch it. It was crazy, said what I was shocked. I was surprised to see. I don't know where they came from, so I was actually
1: amazed to see them at all. It was awesome. I thought that all the bees were gone. Didn't we have some thing six months ago where all the bees everywhere had vanished? So
2: they placed a call to the state bee office (laughs) and sent the bee experts over. The bees are moving from tree to tree. They're resting now because they formed two cone-shaped swarms
1: in one tree. Well, they tuckered themselves out.
2: They're likely to move out in about 24 hours after forming their cones. Uh, the beekeepers uh, will try to remove them at some point.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, watch a local six news tomorrow. This... <laughs> I'd love to work at this local well, six.
1: There's never a dull moment there. Man facing eaten <laughs> by pit bull puppies. <laughs> and a tornado of bees. A tornado of bees sounds like that. Does sound like a, like a murder of crows. Like a new sort of unit of measurement. And when when they talk about how there's I wonder if there was video coverage of this, because in my mind's eye, when I'm picturing <laughs> when I'm picturing the news coverage of this, it's just a static shot showing like an empty parking lot, mm-hmm. just with, and then suddenly you hear this, and into frame there's just a guy going running by the camera, followed by a tornado of bees moments later, and then it just goes back to an empty frame. Oh, that's fantastic. This must be the
2: greatest place to work. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I find about a half dozen stories on their website every day. We, uh,
1: we should interview somebody from Local 6 and just ask them what their day consists of. I mean, it's always it's hilarious. I it mean, really is. That, that Local 6 is, I think, in real life what all newsrooms are like in the movies, you know, where things are constantly happening and people are rushing in and tearing off copy and yelling, stop the presses and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be a day-to-day experience there. So, okay. apparently, this is
2: Orlando, Florida,
1: which <laughs> is you know,
2: troubled by a lot of low-income people because they all work at that Disney World place with minimum wage when <laughs> they're not busy fleeing tornadoes and bees. All right, then. So, I'm trying to find uh, anything else. That's, uh, brass knuckles and rifle used in a home invasion.
1: <laughs> Man bundles himself in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> It's. We should do. I really believe there ought to be sort of a local six or onion contest that we do at some point. I think they're about the same, but local oh, six is the real thing. Man, Jesus! All right, they ought to put out some sort of a yearbook at the end of every uh, December to, to sell one of the best of local six for two thousand eight. All right, we've got more questions about economic stimulus, Tim. You want to take one? Sure, I'll take an odd. Uh, uh, hi, uh, you're on Tim Riley's Money Line. Go ahead.
11: Hello, how are y'all doing today? What's up? Oh not much. The stimulus check. Um it's money coming from future sales of our gross domestic product. Um it, it's okay right now with the interest rates that yeah, everything's we, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> everything's fine. Couldn't be better. Very
11: bad for business. But uh when the interest rates start going up, it's going to uh as well drive our nation's debt up. We are already currently the largest debtor nation in the world. We owe we money to everybody else than anybody owes us. That's, um,
2: that's
1: why we gave up and gave everything to China.
11: Yeah, exactly. Basically, the money's coming from China.
1: <laughs> Wait, so, well, I'm we not even, that. so I'm not even really spending my own money at this point. I'm spending money of the Chinese. Yep,
7: we're oh, criticizing the Chinese. You're <laughs> money that our children <laughs> owe the Chinese. All right.
2: We're <laughs> criticizing China over human
1: rights. Yeah. All right. And asking
2: them to borrow more money. Thank you, sir. No worries. So let's go to Local 6 here and uh, see how they treated this bee story.
1: Okay. Fantastic.
2: So this will be fun. I'm get it to... Uh,
1: so to, this is to, from... Uh... To buffet.
13: ...for bees. Very bad for business. The bees are
8: swarming <laughs> at Volusia County Restaurant, and you can bet they're scaring away customers. The
1: bees mm. b- Well, we tried.
2: How long do you think the alligator is? It's no... Been-
1: all right, just in slack moments I have that
2: standing by. You know, what, at, at some point, that people have to fix this streaming on the internet because it doesn't work
1: anywhere. <laughs> well, it doesn't work anywhere inside this building. That, that's probably true. <laughs> it works. Here Am we I? are preparing for the future. <laughs> in my my house, it works just fine. Um, Maybe the, uh, maybe, the street, maybe her bandwidth with too full of birthday greetings that we're selling for $250 a pop.
2: That's not bad. We'll send somebody to your house and
1: sell I meant, to, go, I meant to ask Sarah Wagner if she'd ever sold any of those uh, uh, birthday greetings that we apparently sell uh, here at KCMD. Do you know what Sarah Wagner said to me yesterday? She said the most insane thing to me. And
2: she
8: I said the greatest
1: thing. She stopped by my office yesterday. She
2: did. I heard her yelling at an engineer saying, just because you're big, you don't have the right to yell at people.
3: Really?
8: Yes. I, heard that
1: yesterday.
2: I didn't hear that.
1: Oh, well, you weren't in the hallway with No. It. She stands up for herself, that nice mm-hmm. girl. Do you know? I, okay, I, I'm not making this up. Sarah Wagner, who's one of our fine uh, account executives, like you know, is a salesperson upstairs, came by my office yesterday. I swear to Christ, I am not making this up. She came by and complained to me that Timmy Ryan doesn't pay enough attention to her. I swear to you, she did this. She came by my office. What? I am not making it up. I wrote it. You, I would not fabricate things on this program. The, the, Let's see if she's here. She did it. She came by my office yesterday, and she said, Is there something wrong with me? Timmy Ryan won't talk to me. Hello. Hello, Dave Is Sarah Wagner here. Um...
12: Let me see real quick.
1: Thank you. She's probably outselling digital (laughs) advertising because the content is now underway. (laughs) (laughs) She's not. Because we've got so much bandwidth here to be shoving out uh, content. Yes, she is. Here you go. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Hello? Hi, Sarah Wagner. Sarah. Rick Emerson. Hello, how are you?
13: Great. I just started hearing my name. My face is bright red right now, by the way. Okay. Uh,
1: apparently, A, uh, Tim gives you credit for standing up to somebody yesterday who you felt was uh, was treating uh, perhaps you or others yeah. poorly.
13: That was actually just a joke because it was Brian Jones, and you know how big he is. He's like Huge.
1: 100 feet tall. Yeah. yeah,
13: and he was bellering, move your car. And I told him, just because you're big, does not uh, you don't have the right to beller at people, is what I said.
1: To, so. to beller? Mm-hmm.
13: You know, bellowing, hollering and bellowing, right? Is that a word? Do up.
1: please to spell that?
13: <laughs> no, I'm a horrible speller. Sweetie. What
1: was, what was the word Why again?
13: Why me? My face is bright red right now. Okay. Do you mean bellowing? No, isn't bellowing a word, like screaming and yelling at people? <laughs> yes, it yes. is. Yeah. No. Yes,
1: yes, it is. That's, I, you can go look that up at the library if you don't believe me.
13: Okay. All right. <laughs> um
1: So would you like now to give some context to the phrase Timmy Ryan isn't paying enough attention to me.
13: No, I did not. Say that. You did say that. No. What I said was, whenever I pass Timmy Ryan in the hall, he does—he acts like we're two strangers on the street, like we've never like met or never. Strangers in the night, maybe. No.
1: Like strangers who.
13: No, no, no. <laughs> He doesn't look at me. He doesn't past. acknowledge me, or I can. I'll look at him, like gonna smile or say hi, and he just pretends like I'm not there. Like we've never met. Like we're complete strangers. Mm-hmm.
8: I I think at one so did point. Did you used to know each other quite well? No. <laughs> At one point? He probably enjoyed, ex- it was a 20 convenience 20. store
1: to catch his eye.
8: <laughs> <laughs> we can put you in a plaid pantry outfit. Yeah, out seriously, Tim
1: has it. You really need to put on a plaid pantry outfit uniform uh, oh. uniform and have feathered hair. Okay, okay. So, is that what, is that's no, what I'm no, missing? But here's the thing, but then I asked you, I said, because mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down, I said, let me clarify, you oh. want? To, you are upset that Timmy Ryan is not paying enough attention th- to you, and you said yes. That was your answer. You said yes.
13: Well, I think it's rude. We work together. I see him in the hallway all the time. Why would you just pretend like I'm not even Why standing right there? Don't you say hi to him, Sarah? I do
1: and sometimes. Don't you const-
13: I stayed for a long time, and then I stopped because I just got annoyed.
1: <laughs> don't you constantly complain that Timmy Ryan is sleazy and scary to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Haven't you complained to me that you find Timmy Ryan to be repellent?
13: He is, but... Oh, okay.
8: <laughs> I don't understand, Sarah. But in a
13: friendly sort of way, you know? I'm not... <laughs> I'm not I still think we should maintain some sort of friendliness in the hallways when we're passing each well, other by. It's just awkward. We're the only two people in the hallway, and we walk by each other, and he just
8: pretends like. Why is it awkward? Is it something from a past CBS function you'd like to talk about? If, you'd, uh, if you if you vodka and if you'd, like,
1: if you'd like, I can, I can, I can arrange for Timmy Ryan to be more friendly. to No, you.
8: actually, now that <laughs> we can you, now you guys think both in the studio think, to hash it out a little, I think it's just fine. I think we'll just leave it. You know it what?
1: I'm going to tell him that uh, you <laughs> desire more of his attention.
8: <laughs>
13: That is so disgusting, Rick. Please, please okay. don't do that, Sarah. Really? You're why the... would
8: you go and tell Rick that you that you're upset that Timmy Ryan doesn't pay attention? Because it had just
13: to. happened. Because we walked by each other and he pretended that uh, like uh, that I wasn't walking down the stairs.
8: And why would you complain that
1: you're not getting the attention of a man well, that you just I now described it... as repellent? You've just you, you... are why Tom us exists.
13: You have no, no, no. Oh, horrible! That was a horrible <gasps> thing to say. I'm Fish. just
8: saying. Sarah, I'm just saying. Like, I know that you're not interested in Timmy Ryan, but the way that you're you're approaching it makes it seem like, Alternate... like it...
13: you're putting words in my mouth. I never said I I desired more attention from Timmy Ryan.
1: Alternately, encouraging and rejecting the attention of men.
13: <laughs> it's a sick game. No, I I just think that it's if you're passing someone in the hallway to to look them in the eye or maybe smile or you know acknowledge the presence. I just think that's weird that he just looks at the ground and keeps walking and pretends like no one's in the hallway. All I right. think it's bizarre.
1: Well, you know what? I'll, I I'm don't just...
13: desire more attention
1: from him, though. But do you you, you do? desire more attention. You just <laughs> okay. said you did.
13: <laughs> okay. I okay. desire more attention from Timmy Ryan. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to see
1: him later on today. I'll make sure he knows that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye now. Mm, bye. Okay. There you go. She's busy selling digital sales. <laughs> <laughs> All right. here's right. Let's do one more. Here's uh, Tim Riley. We'll take a break. <laughs>
2: A woman who lost an eye following a mishap at a high school baseball game mm. has filed a $2.7 million lawsuit against the Westland Wilsonville School District and uh, two fence companies, an architectural firm, and a Jesuit high school baseball player. The baseball player lost control of his bat while taking a warm-up swing in the on-deck circle of a playoff game at Westland High School. The bat struck Malin Petrušić, who was uh, there with her husband. In the spectator area, they were watching their son play. Now she wants $225,000 in medical expenses for a prosthetic eye and for injuries suffered, including fractures and facial and damage nasal bones. She wants $2.5 billion in non-economic damages in general.
1: How much could a glass eye cost? I don't know. Uh, now, was she hit by the ball or the
2: bat? Looks like the bat. Jesus, that's no good. Uh, the guy lost control of the baseball bat and was not gripping it firmly enough on a rainy day.
1: Can I, can I just tell you <laughs> that of all the bones I don't want to have broken, that your eye bone sounds like a bad, bad thing to My have My friend broken. Chris
8: just had to have surgery because his eye socket was broken. Yeah,
1: that sounds singularly unpleasant. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess the eye doesn't fit properly in if The socket is broken? Yeah, I
2: mean... I what just...
8: happened is, like, with his, uh, part of the eye socket shattered back there, and so... <sighs> Little, um, the little bits of, bone. of yeah, pieces of bone run his eye, and uh, the, the uh, muscle that would you know c- that controls the movement of your eye was uh, getting snagged on my that
1: uh, oh that's the worst thing i've ever heard so
8: they had to get so they'd have surgery to get that piece of muscle away from the piece of bone I'm
1: sorry, bone. your eye just keeps catching on these jagged pieces of bone. I uh, hold on, let me wiggle it around a little bit. all right let's take a break we'll reset and come back and try to stem this insanity a little. Bit. More news on the way, Tim Riley. Yes, a shark attack. More about that. Talk about that with Rupert and
2: ago. Some people may just be joining us.
1: Excellent. Uh, we come back more from your personal savior, Tim Riley, later on today. Jonathan Colton in the studio. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503-733-2970. Coming up later on today, Scott Daly and Jonathan Colton, who will be performing uh, tonight at the Mission Theater. All right, 503-733-2970. Here's Tim Riley. Well, they do have uh, internships available at local6.com. Can really? I apply? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, the funny thing is, we were just talking during the break. Tim was giving the observation about how Orlando, as you put it, is just a town full of People who are underpaid, you'd have to work every day for the amusement of others. And I was saying to myself, what a horrible life that must be for other people. People who have to work at low-paid, demeaning jobs to amuse strangers. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. <laughs> Since the person rides transportation back and forth to it every day. <laughs> to make, to <laughs> just sit here and read stories about penises being zapped by lightning. <laughs> that must be awful. I think we'd apply
2: for this. (laughs) (laughs) Gathering information used for newscasts, assisting show producers and reporters, setting up interviewers, and handling incoming calls. Excellent. Uh, That's wonderful. Do you have to be a college student? It doesn't say. I can't in Florida. Oh, you can't imagine. imagine. You must. I mean, who goes to college in Florida? (laughs) Are there any high school graduates in Florida? (laughs) I don't know. It it says you must be a junior or a senior in college. (laughs) They must have had to have job fairs out of state really, to if, get people to co-intern.
1: If you have enough on the stick to be getting into college, surely you have enough to get a car and get out of Florida forever. Oh, to just run
2: screaming for the border of that state. So anyway, the next time <laughs> I have lots of spare time <laughs> on my
1: hands, I'm going to go to work as a reporter for local6.com. I, we That really is, that is the kind of newsroom they need to set a sitcom in. Yeah. I mean, oh,
2: man. If I
1: might go there for like a month or something.
2: I report every day live from Florida.
1: It's probably not a coincidence, actually, that that, that is the same—not uh, exactly the same place, but it's near where the Enquirer is based, and uh, Weekly World News, I think, is based uh, near there. Well, that's so, true. So there, there's definitely something in the air, water, and ground.
2: That would be such a fun job. Oh, I can't even imagine. So the next time we
1: get fired, I'm packing my bags
2: and going to Florida. We should
1: all know where to find me. We should the all... The next time we come back. All go and demand jobs at Local 6. All of us just show up on the porch with a bindle. Hello. Oh, uh, well, uh, they
2: have tons of reporters, too. Well, I guess they would need them for...
1: <laughs> <laughs> what with all the bees and What with all the maimings? Pitbull eating and <laughs> bee stings. And- I wonder if they... I mean... That's the sort of thing where you wonder if they fight to cover the tornado bees or if they have to draw lots for well, it. Well,
2: they have a staff of four problem solvers. Usually, TV stations just have one, but they need four. <laughs> well, they're in Florida. At local6.com. I don't know how many problems are solved at that place. <laughs> Damn, But, man. yeah, that's my, my next job. Reporter for Local6.com. Excellent. Duly noted.
1: Uh, so, anyway. Fantastic.
2: That would be fun. Uh, so, around here, I find Southbound is still closed approaching Wilsonville near milepost 283 due to a rollover there was somebody pinned inside of a black SUV we hear from eyewitnesses that's a black SUV with its roof caved in a uh, light light is activated and uh, so yeah there's a big traffic tie up there so try to stay away from I-5 southbound once you're getting on I-5 but the traffic's all the way backed up you know what's causing it it's at mile post 283 uh, let's take a break from Florida stories to tell you about a shark death in California bad things happen there too we can't forget about California One man is dead after a fatal shark attack up the coast of San Diego. It happened shortly after 7 o'clock this morning in the community of Solana Beach. Their uh, fire department spokesman, Dismas Abelbin, says the victim was with a group of swimmers when the attack occurred.
11: At approximately 7 o'clock in the morning, firefighters, paramedics, and lifeguards responded to a request for assist down on the beach in Solana Beach. The victim got pulled in by, he was with a group of swimmers. He was one of a group of swimmers.
2: Uh, the victim had severe injuries.
11: It was an attack, a large marine um, animal. Um, it would—it's obviously a shark attack.
2: He had—he nice. um,
11: pre- had very severe um, injuries to both legs. Uh,
1: uh. Okay. So the beach is closed. I mean, I, just, I would hope so. And I just—I mean, Rup was saying earlier that its it, it is indicative of of how aggressive the shark must have been because he said it's probably not a leopard shark. Just the fact that it was both the guy—I guess was some sort of a. Not an Olympia, but you know he was, he was a, I guess a, a very very athletic, in great shape, and yet the shark you know, managed was to. This a swimming club. Yeah, managed to go up after both legs, and it sounds like maybe uh, severed one of the legs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so that's got to be a pretty big shark, and a shark that is a seems like it's got a got a bit of a taste for it. Yeah, that's a, unnerving. So this area, is Fletcher's Cove. You're familiar with that? You I'm, live there? I'm not. I mean, I I know where that place is, but I'm not. It's kind of a surfing place, and I'm not. To, I know it's be hard to believe, but I'm not much a surfer. I'm a surfer, so I don't. I am going to hang ten. I know where it is though. Um, and it's you will occasionally. Um, I think they do this in Florida too, but you will occasionally see in certain places in California where they'll have a little sign saying that sharks have been spotted in that area. And it's kind of the equivalent that they do that here too. Like if you go to a Mary Hiller places around here, you'll see signs where they say you know rattlesnakes have been spotted in this area, just sort of alerting you to the fact that there's things around that want to kill you.
2: And another story just in from LocalSix.com, where the news never ends. We just need to get a tube that goes directly
1: from them to us. I wonder if they, they would, like, swap somebody over there, and I would go over there for a week and <laughs> like, report live. Like an exchange student kind of a thing? Yeah. I, like, I like what we're saying, Tim.
2: I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to be a local LocalSix newsman. Put that through promotions. All right. Well, uh, a late effort to get a religious specialty plate approved uh, was rejected on the Senate floor in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, Rhonda Storms uh, tried to amend onto another bill a plate with the words, I believe, with a large cross in front of a stained glass window that looks like a church with Jesus. Proceeds from the plate would go to support faith-based education, but other members quickly objected, saying the proposed plate did not make it through the required committee process.
1: Uh, so they have to come up with something else. I think, if I read this story correctly, I also think that that plate was going to fund some nutcase anti-pornography group. Yeah. Because uh, there's apparently nothing there. Because they have no other problems to be solving in Florida. Everything else there's apparently running running like a top. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ugh. I mean, it, at least it brings a little bit of joy to their lives to look at a little <laughs> pornography. after <laughs> Killing each other after making minimum wage at Disney World all day. <laughs> making $7
1: an hour inside a latex mouse costume.
0: Scorching <laughs> <laughs> <do> you- heat. <laughs> It's
1: 150 degrees where a tornado catches you by the antler and
2: throws you around and throws you into a fence
1: somewhere. 98% humidity, making minimum wage for dressing up as an imaginary rodent and talking to children who just kick you in the balls all day. Yeah. <laughs> who can deny people like that a little pornography? Even. Even local six dot com doesn't fault them for that. <laughs> really, it's like at the Oscars where you get a gift bag. If you get the mascot job, they should give you a bag. Just give you a bag of blow and uh, and porn mags. Here you go, a little, a little levity for your existence.
2: Oh, all right. Well, Barack Obama's former pastor says he's being unfairly painted as some sort of kook. During an interview to be broadcast uh, tonight on PBS, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright says recent television segments show only snippets of a 9-11
15: sermon he gave. I felt it was unfair. I felt it was unjust. I felt it was untrue. I felt that those who were doing that were doing it for some very devious reasons.
1: This is the guy who said that age was created by the government? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to believe anybody would think he's a kook. All right. Especially when it just came out of nowhere (laughs) during the Reagan administration. (laughs) Wiped out half a population. Man of God. All
2: right. Uh, The troubles continue for rehab singer uh, Amy Warehouse. The BBC reports the British Grammy winner has been arrested on suspicion of assault. She reportedly remains in custody. She met with police for questioning today after being accused of headbutting a 30-year-old man outside a London bar early Wednesday morning as he tried to hail her a taxi. (laughs) Uh Ms Warehouse or Winehouse I guess is reportedly battling substance abuse <laughs> apparently <laughs> so
1: reportedly unsubstantiated
2: <laughs> rumor has it she won the uh, 5 Grammy awards in February <laughs> just for that uh she's unable to she was unable to attend due to uh visa issues Her husband, Blake Fielder Civil, remains jailed on accusations of witness tampering. She reportedly missed his last court appearance today because of her meeting with police.
1: (laughs) Is that what they're calling? A meeting with Mm -hmm.
2: police. So now her uh, boyfriend must remain behind bars at least till June 9th. Uh. Well, this is uh, Malaria Awareness Day in the U.S. Time for everybody to celebrate. The uh, president said fighting malaria is very important. From experience,
4: we understand that the terrorists and extremists can only find Fertile recruiting grounds where they find hopelessness.
2: What? That's the correct soundbite. <laughs> I Wait. guess he says the same thing about everything. <laughs> How
1: long do you think
7: the alligator is? Made? It's
1: <laughs> So, so the, the terrorists, terrorists are fighting us with malaria, R- regardless
2: of the event. Where I guess we're <laughs> just using the same soundbite. Should we hear that again? From experience,
4: we understand that the terrorists and extremists. Can only find fertile recruiting grounds where they find hopelessness
2: I guess in malaria. and mosquitoes. <laughs> okay. That is the correct soundbite. I double checked it.
1: I think that it might actually, in fact, be a bush bot, I think, is actually what that would be. That would explain that. God damn. All right. Well, I guess maybe he's just it's, he's running up the clock and he really doesn't feel like generating any more soundbites. So they're just going to use that one forever.
2: Well, a man heckling uh, First Lady Laura Bush and daughter Jenna outside the 90th Street uh, Y. This happened uh, where in Texas? I don't have a dateline here. I don't know where this happened. But anyway, uh, the man was arrested after he punched a wheelchair-bound gal whose parents told him to shut up. German Talis began shouting assiduities at the Bushes who were leaving the building when he crossed paths with Wendy and John Labero and their daughter Maureen, who has cerebral palsy. Even in the audience, they hear the Bushes talk about their children's book. Read all about it. He began yelling about Iraq and Iran at Jenna Bush. She was waving at the crowd. I told the guy, What are you doing? Shut up. Uh, this is about a child and books. He was perturbed. I said, Get out of here. You're being a moron. The next thing you knew, Talis was punching Maureen, a fan of the First Lady since meeting her in 2004.
1: Wait, so the parents tell him to shut up, and so he responds by punching the... The girl in the wheelchair. The wheelchair daughter in the face. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a guy who needs a tasing, clearly. That's a Mm -hmm. guy who needs a tasing and a good leg breaking. All right.
2: Well, not all wheelchair people are helpless. A wheelchair-bound Oklahoman showed her toughness by fighting off an intruder with a screwdriver. Excellent. Winnie Wiles was (laughs) in her home yesterday afternoon when a direct van tried to break into her place... Uh, Robert Ray Newton Horsley <laughs> attempted to unlock the
13: door.
8: Do <laughs> You make the stuff up.
1: Felina Spleen's unavailable for comment. That's right. <laughs> Willie McCracken. This is local six material fiber. have <laughs> God, of. I love them. Look, area man Philip McCrevis could not be found for comment. Robert Ray Newton Horsley <laughs> attempted to
2: unlock the door, but then smashed the window and tried to open the door from the outside. That's when uh, Wiles took a screwdriver to him and started stabbing him in the hands. Police arrived on the scene to find him passed out on the front porch. Excellent. He was arrested for breaking an entry. Good for you. So don't mess with uh, Winnie Wiles anymore.
1: No, of course not. Uh... How
12: long do you think the alligator is? Like... It's
2: you. Oh, this is truly sad. The honeymoon is over for Gary Coleman and his new blushing bride. The 40 year old actor and his 22-year-old wife, Shannon Price, are set to appear on TV's Divorce Court May 1st and 2nd. The couple wed in August after meeting on the set of the 2006 comedy, Church Balls. <coughs> what? Among the problems the pair discusses with Judge Lynn Toller are Coleman's anger at intimacy issues... Ooh, like we want to hear that. <laughs> Please, just, I want to sturdy. hear all about it Gary Coleman's penis. <laughs> <sounds> just dirty <laughs> thinking about it. What? Uh, Coleman and Price agree they have uh, ugly monthly fights. If he doesn't get his way, he throws a temper tantrum like a five-year-old does, uh, says Price. Well, how else would he do it? He likes to stop around the floor and yell, Meh! And start throwing stuff around. He That'd bashes it? his head on the wall, too. Coleman said he'd get frustrated because uh, the male is always the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Is it the same woman with whom he hasn't had sex yet? Yes. The the, the redhead, like, gap-toothed one. Where
2: do they meet? Uh, on the set of Church Ball. Oh, Ball. Ball now, Balls. I'm, well,
1: I'm yeah. sure there would be multiple. There will be multiple Church. They'd have more than one. There
2: would be a sequel. <laughs> We'd have
1: <laughs> multiple Church
2: Balls. Uh, so uh, Price also complains that Coleman has no friends. And it disappears from his home in the middle of the night. Maybe she's just looking too high. Uh, when uh, Coleman presses him, Coleman admits he is negative. Under the coffee table. Yes, I don't have any friends.
13: Where does he go at night? <laughs> and I
2: don't have any intention of making any. <laughs> Good for him. People will stab you in the back of the street. You talk about you behind your back. Steal from you, and they're not really your friends. Wow. They're only there because you're a celebrity, or because they want to get something from you. Well, who can disagree with Gary Cole? He goes on to describe uh, the couple's private life as mediocre. It's not her fault. <laughs> I always feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders every day when I get up. Days that would explain the days a lot. I
1: really don't even want to get up. Well, apparently that's been going on since they've been married. Wow. Oh, did you see that Star Jones is getting a divorce too? No, Let's I. i will be not shocked that. by that. Yeah, the uh, St- Star Jones. I think us, like did a whole hour uh, on it the other day. After which, I think we can all just take a vote and then disregard Star Jones like forever. But she's getting a divorce, and I think Dan Savage was the one who made the observation about this when Melissa Etheridge and Julie Cipher busted up. If you really want to guarantee that you'll get a divorce, go on talk shows everywhere and announce how happy you are. Mm-hmm. Go on, like, every television talk show in the world. No, 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 we are as happy. We are never, ever getting divorced. This is my soulmate, which is, uh, you know, what Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee kept doing. So if you want to guarantee that your marriage is a failure, go on television and announce that you're ecstatically happy.
2: <sighs> Donnie and Maria heading to the strip. Andrew Entertainment Tonight reports the siblings who set the headline at the Flamingo Hotel and Casino in Vegas their debut show is set for September 9th, and the two are expected to do a 90-minute performance showcasing their greatest hits. Uh, it is going to be a multimedia show with lots of dancers. Marie says they've agreed to a six-month stint at the hotel. The Donnie Marie show will run Tuesday through Saturdays at 7.30 local time. An additional Saturday matinee at 3.30. Tickets go on sale April 28th at the Flamingo box office. Excellent. And we still have that accident southbound near uh, Wilsonville. It's still tying up traffic. Light. You're listening to KSMD Portland. Yes, you are. A uh, 40-year-old supermarket worker who suffered a fatal heart attack drank four cans of Red Bull Energy drink every night. Uh, pathologist Dr. Ian Roberts said this week that Alfredo Duran of uh, Oxford, England, had an enlarged heart, and the excessive caffeine he consumed every day contributed to his death. My feeling is, given the evidence available, it was cardiac arrest possibly contributed to by... The Red Bull. Every kind of Red Bull is said to contain 80 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, that's that's crap. About the same amount as a cup of coffee.
1: And that First of all, that's not the same amount as a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee is like 170. So, I don't find... Uh, well, whatever. I'm just going to say, do, that, just seems, that seems like one of those things of making a connection maybe doesn't really exist. Maybe not.
2: Uh, here's a treat for Madonna fans. They debuted her new album, Hard Candy, on the, uh, the kids' site, MySpace, today. Although it doesn't officially hit U.S. stores until this coming Tuesday. It features the single Four Minutes with Justin Timberlake, as well as uh, producing work done by uh, Pharrell Williams and Timberland. The album will be Madonna's last with Warner Brothers after 26 years with that label. She now has a 10-year recording deal with the concert promoter Live Nation. Last night, she was on hand at New York City's Tribeca Film Festival for the screening of her new documentary, I Am Because We Are. The film, which was produced uh, by Madonna, tells the story of millions of Malawi children. It is uh, close to what the singer did in adopting her baby boy from an orphanage a year and a half ago. This is different. Uh, Judges ordered OHSU to turn over the names of unclaimed bodies that were donated to the medical school. Uh, They denied a request by a newspaper to release the name, citing privacy concerns, but a Multnomah County judge ruled it was in the public interest to identify those bodies. The issue of unclaimed bodies arose last year when a body given to the medical school after authorities mistakenly thought his family did not want the responsibility of burying him. So apparently.
1: Well, I'm so confused. These are bodies that are just sitting there? Yeah. How did they get there?
2: People dropped them off, I guess. (laughs) Just like in <laughs> the Humane
1: Society.
2: You get tired of them, you just drop them off on the steps at night before it
1: opens. This is Lil Auntie. We're just dropping her off, putting her in the night deposit slot. But they don't know. So they're bodies that are unknown. They don't know who they are. Uh, these are unclaimed bodies that were donated. If you donate a body, why do you have to claim it? How do you, do you donate a body? I don't know the answer to that. And can you sell your body?
2: Yes,
8: you can. Yeah, to, well, to, the, to medical How people. do you do that? You sign up beforehand, just like that Body Worlds exhibit, how you can donate your body before you die.
1: But that's in Germany, where life is cheap. I don't think that's here in America. You always hear that. People g- donate, usually don't donate bodies to Germans. They, they're usually taken away and <laughs> <laughs> Donate is sort of a loose term for yes. that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk that. Um, all right. Well, whatever. Uh, Here's Tim well, Riley. i looking it up here. I mean, you always hear about that, where they say,
8: Well, let's find out how we can well, do you it. can
1: sell your body to science, but, mm-hmm. like, how do you do that?
2: Well, I, do can't, you call? I can't finish out the week without finding out. Okay.
8: I mean, my friend who went to dental school had to, like, look at all kinds of cadavers. Oh, I mean, we... there are
2: tons of them up there. But I think it will about to be homeless people. Here yeah. we go. Body donation, $1,590. This charge includes basic services of funeral director and staff, local removal of remains and bombing, and transportation to OHSU. Yeah, Hsu. but that's their
1: charging me, though. That's me having... That, that's, that's well, like... it's cheaper than a funeral. But I'm saying... they uh, don't. They don't want you if you're cremated. But <laughs> I, uh, I still have value, Tim. I- I'm, not, but I'm not saying how much... It's not about what, what I can do for them, Tim. It's about what are they going to do for me. I'm talking about selling your body to science. Mm-hmm. That is actually me paying OHSU to take me after I'm dead, which I guess is cheaper than being buried. But you always hear about how people sell their bodies to science, and then there's always... Which I think it might just be an urban legend... Because then you all, and it always has corollaries too, like and he sold his body to science and then he had to get their permission if he ever wanted to get a tooth taken out or get a tattoo. And I just don't know if that's real. I don't know if that's a thing that actually happens. Who would I call about? I'd sell my body to science right now if they give me, if if they, I mean, how much body donation? Let me look it up here. I'm 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 not giving it it away for free, Tim. You taught me that. That's right. Don't give it away for free. You taught me this body costs money. This is, uh, you can just, I just don't offer this up to anybody. They gotta they gotta come through with the green, Tim. All right, well, we'll look into it. Uh, oh, this, it's a donation of body form. Yeah, but see, I work by name. <laughs> but I, I don't wish to, I don't wish to donate this body. There's oh, only one sell of it. these. I want to sell this. I want to know how much, if you can sell your body to science, not give. Let's see. But if we I have can,
8: done this before.
1: What was the answer?
8: You can, like, we calculated, um, you can calculate on the internet. Um, Like, by your lifestyle and how old you are and, like, how much you exercise and stuff, how much your body would be worth to science.
1: But, I mean, will science it buy it a pound? Mm-hmm. So what... So I'm he, sure they wouldn't turn away bodies. But, I mean, who do you call about that? I mean, you, you, it's not on the phone book. There's no, like, 1-800... Call and push O. Or ask, for the,
2: or,
8: or ask for the Spanish
1: lady. If you would like to sell your skin, press 5.
8: The donating body...
1: No, 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 but see, leave the phrase donate out. Sell. Mm-hmm. Everybody keeps... Everybody keeps trying to get me to give this away. Maybe she put it on the land. Sell your body to science. Sell my body to science. That's what I want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. See, everybody wants you to give it away here. That's what I'm saying. And it's well, a, That's uh, a Portland. Rick maybe. Emerson doesn't operate that way. Rick, this uh there's a there's a price on this body. Hmm. Right. Mhm. But well, we're looking we well, are not looking. getting anywhere. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to work on it all weekend. I can't guarantee results to We're, <laughs> <at the moment. laughs>
2: we're going to put this This will put This
1: is uh, the status bar just says working. All right. Well,
2: I'll put the story aside for now. We'll get back to it at some other time. Now, I already did that. Do we On have the, the cop
1: do... 911 oh, thing? Oh, you know, I have it. I didn't know when you wanted to do whenever. it. Whenever. I've got the 911 call whenever you want to do it.
2: Okay. Dearborn police declined to pursue criminal charges against an officer even after the cop admitted to taking marijuana from criminal suspects with his wife and cooking it up in brownies. Then-corporal, I guess he used to be a corporal, Edward Sanchez, was allowed to resign from the department, but he is not charged with a crime. He declined any comment. His wife, Stacy, admitted to police investigators that on another occasion she removed cocaine from her husband's police cruiser. Drugs purportedly earmarked to train police dogs and used it during a three-week binge. She, too, has not been charged criminally. Dearborn police commander, Jeff Gessinger, left a phone message. uh, And apparently this is part of an internal investigation. The decision not to charge Sanchez uh, has upset Dearborn uh, Councilman Doug Thomas, who said the department's in action sends the wrong message to the public. If you're a cop and you're arresting people and you're confiscating marijuana, keeping it for yourself, that's bad. Real bad. It's like apprehending a bank robber and keeping some of the money yourself. It doesn't add up here. He was allowed to resign. With no action, he can apply for another police position. That's all kinds of uh, ramifications we're talking about. The department's investigation began with a bizarre 911 call from Sanchez's home. On the night of April 21st, 2006, a panicky Sanchez told an emergency police dispatcher he thought he and his wife were overdosing on marijuana.
1: All right, so I've got this right here. So here's the background on this. So this, the guy you're going to hear, and they bleeped out his home address and phone number. The guy you're going to hear on this call, and like us played this yesterday, which which is where I first heard about this, this guy is a cop. So here's the background. He busts a guy for having a bunch of marijuana. The cop, who you hear on this number one call, the cop busts the guy, turns him in, you know, arrests him, sticks him, in the, sticks him in jail, takes the marijuana home with him. He and his wife then make the marijuana into brownies and eat several of them. And I'm not, the, I'm not any expert on these things, but Joe Rogan was saying that it was his understanding that if you ingested marijuana as like a thing you ate as opposed to smoking it, uh, that it was much more potent and powerful and made your brain go all wacky, which would explain what you're about to hear. Excellent. So the guy, so the cop ingests, this is a cop, ingests several marijuana brownies and then calls 911. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you that cop.
8: We've removed some personal information from the following 911 call. You will hear telling where the information has been removed.
15: Boy, we... My soul's tea.
16: Everyone emergency.
15: Yeah, can you please send rescue uh, to... I think I'm having an overdose of as so as my wife.
16: Okay, did you and your wife? Yes. Overdose of
15: what? Marijuana. But I don't know if it had something in it. Okay. Can you please send rescue? Okay, how old are you? I'm twenty eight twenty nine years old and my wife is uh twenty six. Please come. Twenty six? Yes, please.
16: Have you guys been drinking also?
15: What? Have you guys been
16: drinking today too?
15: No, that's it.
16: No and is there any weapons in the house?
15: No. Please come. Okay, we're
16: well, on our way. You guys, are
15: you guys like, do you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. Okay,
16: how much did you guys
15: have? Uh, I, I don't know. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. I really do.
16: Okay, uh, how much did you put in the
15: brownies? I don't know. I, I. I Was it a bag? Who made the brownies? I, I, um, my wife and I did. Cuba, come here. Okay, get her. Huh? She's on the she's on the living room ground right now. Is she breathing? She's ground. barely breathing. Is she awake? She, uh, I think so. Yes. Okay, can you look? Pardon? Can you look? Could I, yeah, I can feel her. She's laying right down in front of me. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. <laughs> okay, well, I know I'm not with you. you Do
16: don't, you, don't, you know how much uh, you bought and put in the brownies? Pardon? How much did you buy?
15: I don't... I... Just please send rescue. They're on the way, but
16: I'm trying to figure out how much you bought and put into the brownies, sir.
15: Probably like a quarter ounce total. A
16: quarter ounce total into the brownies? Did you guys eat all the brownies?
15: Yeah, we did.
16: Okay. And you ate all of them. How, but how many? Was it a big batch, a little batch?
15: It was It was a quarter ounce. Okay, but
16: brownie-wise, how many pieces do you guys think
15: you guys had? I, I don't know. My, I probably had like a small chunk. Please come. It's what time is it?
16: It's 9:37. When did you guys eat,
15: last eat the brownies? Probably like an hour and a half ago.
16: Okay. Is your wife still? Is your wife still breathing?
15: <laughs> yeah, she is. She's sitting. She's kneeling down in front of me. Okay. I know. We have to wait. Okay. And
16: is she Stacy Sanchez?
15: Yes. What's your name? My name is Edward.
16: You're Edward Sanchez. Okay. And did you guys have any other sort of drugs you know of?
15: Pardon? You <laughs> know,
16: did you guys do anything else today besides marijuana?
15: No, that's it. But I don't know what was it. The marijuana could have been. There could have been something in the marijuana. Okay.
16: Are you guys any sort of prescription pills? Do you guys take any sort of other
15: medication? No, uh, no, I don't. My wife takes um, uh, Vicodinville. And did she take
16: any today?
15: What, what uh, no, your I don't living think room? So.
16: <laughs> okay. Where's the Vicodin?
15: Uh, the Vicodin is, um, I don't know, it's in our medicine cabinet. I okay, mean, but how
16: many does she take it on a regular basis? <laughs> how many does she take on a regular basis? Two, uh, four, eight?
15: Like, I don't know, like five a day. Please? <laughs> she takes about five a day? <laughs> yeah. Are you coming?
16: Yeah, they're on the way, and they've been in for two minutes. It's now 938.
15: Did she okay. wash her hair today?
16: And she takes about how many, eight, five a day? What's that? How many does she take a day?
15: She takes like, uh... I don't know, like six. Six a day? Like five a day. I don't know. She, We got into a car accident in One Heights last year.
1: That's hard to believe.
15: Okay.
16: And you don't know how many she's taken today? No. Okay. Is there, is there any animals in the
15: house? <laughs> is there any what? Do you have any dogs, cats? I'll put them away for you. Okay. Is the front door open? Uh, yeah, the front door's open. Come here. the porch light on? Pardon?
16: Is the porch light on?
15: Yeah, the porch light is on.
16: Are there any weapons in the house?
15: Uh, you already asked me that. And what'd you say? Uh, well, no, there is. (laughs) Where is that? No, there Uh, is. It's in my closet. Is that in the back bedroom? Yeah, in the front bedroom. In the front bedroom? Yeah. Go on.
16: Okay.
15: Okay. Come on, Ginger. Where's the F.D. at right now?
16: They're no, on the way, sir. Do you guys do this on a regular basis?
15: No, this is the first time that we've ever done it. Uh-huh. And you've
16: never done marijuana before?
15: Uh, yeah, I have. You have?
16: Know, you've never had this reaction to it before? No,
15: ever. Let's just go in the Red Wings game.
16: <laughs> what?
15: What's the score in the Red Wings game?
16: I've got no clue. I don't watch the Red Wings. Oh, okay,
15: I just want to make sure this isn't some type of, like, hallucination that I'm having.
16: Oh, uh, what, what's the score say? Uh,
15: three to three.
16: What channel is it on?
15: Um, channel T. What are you doing later? Uh,
16: It's two to two. Huh? It's two to two.
15: Okay, your police tell your officers they just passed me.
16: Okay, they just passed you?
15: Yeah.
16: Okay, but you're up... Okay, well, we'll let them know, okay? Go go outside and flag them down, okay? Go outside. Jump in the road.
15: My mother-in-law just got here, too. My mother-in-law just got here. All right. All right, so there you go.
1: How great is that? That is great. Oh, the best part of the time is going really slow. (laughs) I think we're dead. (laughs) Ah, Law enforcement. All right. Well, that was a good laugh. Here's Tim Riley. Another story from Florida. Of course. From where? Florida. (laughs)
2: Local 6 tells us. When the wind blows right, a stench from a sewerage plant lofts across nearby properties grossing out homeowners in a west Melbourne neighborhood. Just ask Hollywood Estates resident, Trisha Travis, who lives two streets west of the Roy Bullard Wastewater Reclamation Facility. Ray must be honored to have this named after him. Last week, she complained to the city council that the toxic gas of bad stink interferes with her cooking out and her grandmother's visits. Sometimes the smell is like a two-day-old diaper. Other times, Not it's three. very much like a chemical smell. Uh, the company that operates the plant has finished an odor assessment survey, and it has analyzed seven years' worth of citizen complaints. They will uh, test a series of funk-fighting remedies and report back <laughs> within 90 days. Excellent. The stench survey notes that the plant dates back to the 1950s. <laughs> Well, the facility is now surrounded by new housing, most notably the 410-unit Hollywood Estates-manufactured home park Genius. where most of the complaints originate. <clears throat> One of the things that people forget is the plant's actually been there long before they were, and the neighborhoods had grown around it. Uh, the wastewater uh, apparently splashes around, releasing gas, and uh, generating 79% of the complaints. Uh, typically, this is a rotten egg smell, and it's very musty. Uh, the odor created out of the sewers is also released into the woods the remainder of the complaints originate from the digester building which stores and mixes solid waste yes they produce a pungent smell a lot of people call it just a dirty baby diaper
1: by the way speaking of florida this email says uh... hello i'm an offended florida native i'm sorry but i'm not hearing anything remotely familiar in your incessant florida bashing i certainly did not run screaming from the border because of minimum wage jobs at disney with children kicking my balls baking in 98 percent humidity (laughs) he said I did, in fact, run screaming from the border of that miserable hellhole because my 75-year-old physical therapy patients covered in boils and ape-like body hair who kept saying to me, hey, baby, I took my Viagra. How about a happy ending? I got as far away from there as possible because it's a sweat box full of ancient, oozing, bitter New Yorkers who invade that place to rot and die. I got tired of being covered with bugs from head to toe just walking from the door to my car. That (laughs) describes a good day in Florida. F that place. All right. Thank you. Um... Shannon, all right. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Well, I think mostly we tell the truth here. <laughs> we we're, do, we're just Tim. Oh, we, uh, no, no, no. We we convey facts on this uh, on this station. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
11: Hey, can you make sure Tim or uh, Rick puts that last thing in that cop on marijuana on their website? I have got to replay that for you. I'll
1: make sure they do that. Thank you. That was damn hilarious. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Here's Tim Riley. Uh-huh.
2: Well, a businessman who sold Viagra lace chocolate as a food supplement called Boom has been indicted for mail fraud. <laughs> Timor Liska pled guilty of selling by mail 12,000 packets a month of this stuff. It's a drug, uh, well, you know what uh, Viagra does. It's sold under various names, but this time it was mixed with chocolate and herbs. The Boom food supplements were distributed between March 2006 and November 2007. they were a company in the United States, Australia, Colombia, Switzerland, Russia, Argentina, Japan, and Slovenia. He's very enterprising. The publicity surrounding the product said he complained plant-based food supplements without specifying that it contained a drink that requires a prescription and could have serious side effects. He's been charged with mail fraud and could get 20 years behind bars. We're selling
1: boom. By the way, this guy says, uh, Rick, here in Portland, we have one of the largest body donation places. Uh, there is a warehouse full of them here, and that gives me the website. It says, no funeral cost, cremation free. It says, nobody pays for uh, bodies anymore. That is an urban legend. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
10: Hey, Rick. Uh, did you just, like, have Super Trooper flashbacks here in that 911
1: Dude, I And apparently it's pretty old. Sarah said the story actually dates from some time ago, but I guess like has been playing it forever. I had never heard it until... Like us yesterday Genius. with with Joe Rogan, they played it, and I just it was one of those moments where I just sat and giggled myself into a heap, uh, and I immediately was like, oh, I gotta find that, and I went on the uh, on the interweb and I found it like, immediately. I knew we had to play it. Littering hand, littering hand, littering hand. Yeah, no, it's it's just the, uh, with the part when the guy's time uh, is going really slow,
4: I'm freaking out.
1: <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Bet. All right, there you go. Yes, all right, thank you. Here's Tim
2: Riley. So apparently the Wall Street Journal is trying to put people into panic because it says here it's time for Americans to stockpiling food. This is not a drill. The most uh, recent government data shows that food inflation for the average American household is now running at 4.5% a year. And some prices are rising even more quickly. Uh, for instance, cereal prices are rising more than 8% a year. Both flour and rice are up more than 13%. Milk, cheese, bananas, even peanut butter, they're all up more than
1: 10%. You know, to keep those prices low, everybody rushes to the stores at the same time and demands to buy them now at um, once. Exactly. And don't forget the pampers.
2: Uh, sooner or later, food companies are going to have to uh, pass those costs on to you. Uh, Crafts Arts raw materials costs soar by $1.25 last year, squeezing profit margins. The company recently warned that higher prices are here to stay. That was made by... Uh, the people who run General Mills, Kendall Powell,
1: and some other companies. So there. Now let me ask this, Tim. as the most economically learned man on this program: Am I uh, am I correct in assuming that all of this, because there's really no no reason why food prices would just go up for no reason? No. I mean, I guess that's a cyclical statement, but you know what I mean. There's, there's no reason for it. It seems like it just is happening out of the blue. So, at the root of all of this, is it just uh, oil prices? Probably. Because I know it doesn't have to do with a lot of this stuff. But a lot of it is transported by yeah. gas, by truck. Well, that is true. I hate to be a truck driver right now. Yeah, it seems like everything here, literally unless you're growing it in your backyard, everything is either got to be put on a plane, a boat, a train, uh, or a, a truck. Yes. You know, most of that transportation powered by fuel, by oil, by petrol. And so oil prices are at the root of all of this inflation, it would seem like. I agree. So this is really more reason for us to just tell the Middle East to go F themselves uh, and just to get on some different kind of uh, some different kind of fuel system. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that's it. I mean, re- I mean, as if all the fact. What we should that... have done is use an H bomb and get rid of them all. We wouldn't have any of these problems. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if we want to kill people, do it right as... and do it once. <laughs> no, i <I'm... laughs> I think you and I and Hillary Clinton are all on the same page there. They need to be obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opinion
2: of CBS News. <laughs> Let's not pussyfoot around on this subject. <laughs> Obliterate them. Take their oil. They won't be hard to bury. It's all dirt over there. Bring a couple of bulldozers. Get rid of them all. we got enough people over there to do it. The great thing about this program is how... It's we, not that we're out, we're out to help them to live longer, is it?
1: Is that why we went over there to help people live longer? I don't think so. The best part is there's no problem we can't solve within 30 seconds on this show. You and better. it always ends with the obliteration of somebody we don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always ends with us just turning parts of the world into a big sheet of glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, I think any country that just largely produces uh, religious nutcases and overpriced oil is due for an adjustment anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> I've just been invited to
2: go to Texas to discuss the Hooray. nation's ability to protect the U.S.-Mexican border. <laughs> Lucky you. And talk about the border wall. You can do that on your swing down to Local 6. It says, if you're unable to attend
1: the event but would like a schedule of events, call Mr. Taylor. Oh, uh, we want a schedule of events. I would like a schedule of events for how they're going to uh, build a wall between us and, and Mexico. They would
2: like me to go down to the University of Texas in Brownsville. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? I don't know. They just sent me... Th- this is a uh, is meeting there, on the border wall. Is there canapé? Oh, uh DHS director Michael Chertoff is I thought he was a long time
1: ago. I think it's former director of homeland security. It who was the say first, former? Who was the first ahead of homeland security?
2: I don't know. They don't produce those graphs anymore. I have no idea what kind of problems that we have.
1: What though. threat level are we at? Does anybody know? Oh, it's probably very
2: serious.
8: it orange or something?
1: Don't they always use an orange like the default setting? Yeah. Orange is sort of. Or yeah, orange is the sort of middle ground there. Mm uh hi you're on the rick emerson show hello just give tim hey, and i 10 minutes running this country things are going to be a lot better hi
10: hi uh, hey rick what's up hey just to let you know on uh those food prices yeah uh a lot of it has to do with the price that we pay for diesel to run these big trucks yeah. right
1: yeah yes That's i mean right the, the, right. The, i mean i'm it color me dumb But diesel comes from does not diesel also come from oil
10: yeah, but uh, but uh, you know we're paying like uh, four nine a gallon now for it. Yeah,
1: I mean so really this is this again like all things goes yeah. back to oil dependency. So if we and would re- just tell the oil producing regions of this world to get effed and and
2: remember a few years ago many Americans hoped the two dollar gas was just a temporary thing. <laughs> the two dollar gas a rosy memory of a bygone era.
1: <laughs> Those were the days.
10: Yeah, but you have to remember too that you know even though if the gas goes up to six dollars a gallon, it really won't affect my business. What is because you... I currently have a 35% fuel surcharge and sometimes 42%. I'll just keep raising my fuel surcharge.
1: Wait, what is your business?
10: I own a trucking company.
1: So wait, wait, uh, now, color me dumb because I don't really know much about the trucking industry. For as many uh, delivery drivers and truckers as we have listening, what do you mean you'll raise your fuel surcharge? What does that mean?
10: Uh, trucking companies charge a base rate to move goods. Right. When the fuel goes up, we charge what is called a fuel surcharge. You're passing
1: along to the customer. Yeah. All right. So currently,
10: so currently, that that box of Rice Krispies that used to be two bucks is now four bucks. Part of that has to do with I used to haul it for you know a buck forty-five a mile, and then you add thirty-five percent on top of that. Right.
1: That's so. That's what we're saying. That all of these, when they claim that the food prices are going up, it's not because there's a shortage. It's because the cost, the 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 oil required at the base to move all of these things is becoming increasingly more expensive, and so all of these. If, maybe most of these uh, raises and increases and inflations in the prices of goods and services are at their base because of oil.
10: Yeah, and another another factor is that the government is now paying farmers to grow corn for ethanol. Right. Well, A lot of wheat farmers are now growing corn. So if there's less commodity, the price has got to go up.
1: Well, I suppose, although, I mean, it does, it's just like that whole discussion of the rice shortage yesterday where it was pointed out, and I think I said did the whole thing of this, that that we actually can grow more rice than we can even consume, which is why we export it to the rest of the world.
10: The same thing with wheat. That's why our breakfast cereal's been so cheap for so many years.
1: Jesus. I mean, really, there's, can we all agree that there's nothing here that can't be solved uh, by just uh, uh, telling some parts of the world uh, to, uh, to 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 F right off? And if, yeah, Tim, said,
10: and, and if the, Tim said, perhaps the obliterating
1: problem. them if they don't take the hint. The so.
10: biggest one that we should tell the f off is the tree huggers and the EPA, because you, you, you realize we haven't had a refinery built in the United States in 30 years. I'm listening. And then, and we can't even drill for oil in our own country. Yeah, but I
1: guess my point is, and look, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I don't care about the environment. I could. I care less than nothing about the environment, but I do care about. uh, Prizes and about not sending our money to religious whack jobs and so it does seem like there's that thing called the sun which is you know responsible for all energy everywhere in the universe so So, the idea that we can't possibly use the sun to power a car when it in fact powers the entire planet is just retarded
10: i can't run a semi and haul 80,000 pounds down the freeway on the sun. Well,
1: you can't do it now because no one will invent the technology to do it. All I'm saying well,
10: is you have to have a electric motor and enough batteries in order to, you know, get eighty thousand pounds moving.
1: I guess my and I don't want to get into like a big science fight. I'm just saying we live in a we live in a nation of Yankee ingenuity, my friend. Oh uh, well, I know. So I mean we can send guys to the moon, we can run your truck on the sun.
10: Well originally the diesel engine ran on peanut oil, so well, there you go. All right. There you go. Thank you. you.
1: All right, there's that guy. All right. So really uh, and this goes back to my thing that there's no social ill that can't be solved with rubbers. So, rubbers and H bombs, that should be. Tim and I, y- you and I ought to run for president, and, you know, I mean, we have to run for grand irremovable code dictator, and we're going to run on the bombs and rubbers uh, the platform. I'll That's push it. a button, no problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hand that nuclear football right to Tim. Mm-hmm. Bravo, Alpha, Sierra, go! That's it, man. And then we just airdrop rubbers uh, everywhere in the world and demand that people use them. So, A-bombs and rubbers will make this a better world, Tim. Right. World of Tomorrow, CBS has unveiled the CBS
2: Radio Digital Network. They began integrating its terrestrial and Internet-only stations into a single online player. It'll launch soon at Play It. It'll feature an easy-to-use interface allowing users to access streams of all CBS stations sortable by market and format.
1: Probably means us, too. Let me understand this. So, they've created a single player Good. for all of the online streams, Which means that someone who might be going online to listen to our station uh, will now have hundreds and hundreds of other choices. Yes. So we can now compete with not only stations in just our own market, Mm -hmm. but now we can compete with stations across the entire country at once. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. That's fantastic. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley.
2: Uh, Meanwhile, a man gets two years in jail for his foot fetish. I'm not a creep, said the Halifax man with a foot fetish, before a judge sentenced him to two years or less in jail. After a series of assaults, Michael James Bells, who's 25, posed as a flexology student to persuade women to allow him to rub their feet. He appeared in Halifax court, sentenced to one charge of sexual assault and seven of common assault, as well as counts of fraud and breaching probation. He assaulted five women at Halifax in Halifax and Dartmouth last May and June. He told each woman he was studying for a career in reflexology or massage therapy and needed to practice the skills of volunteers. In each case, he got the victims to lie on the floor or on her back or stomach while he lay perpendicular to her with her feet near his midsection. Uh, the woman he convinced of, uh, oh, convicted of sexually assaulting, said that midway through the massage, he began rubbing his genitals against her feet. Oh. Uh. I think we've heard enough. <laughs> I think we get the gist. Yeah, I think we can move on. And that's from Nova Scotia. Of course it is. Uh, all right. A uh, Japanese girl commits suicide with detergent and sickens 90 neighbors. Yes, a Japanese girl killed herself by mixing laundry detergent with cleanser, releasing fumes that sickened 90 people in her apartment house. Uh, None of the sickened neighbors in this uh, southern Japanese town were seriously ill, although about 10 were hospitalized. The deadly gas escaped from the girl's bedroom window and entered neighboring apartments. The girl's suicide was part of an expanded uh, string of similar deaths that experts say have been encouraged by Internet suicide sites. Cleanser,
1: I barely knew her.
2: So apparently you can kill yourself with uh,
1: laundry detergent. No, it's easier than you might think. You can do it with common and bleach. Well, who would do a thing like that? Well, not me, certainly, because because apparently it's a bad way to go. Oh, yeah, But she mixed detergent yeah. with a liquid
2: cleanser in her bathroom. The door was closed. She had affixed a sign to the outside world saying gas being emitted. Uh, many of those sickened and complained about sore throats. About 30 people were evacuated to a nearby
1: gymnasium. Uh, the uh, yeah, there, there's always a big warning on the side of either bleach or Comet, or usually both, saying because you know cause there's any number of people are like, well, I've been using this Comet to scrub the uh, bathtub, but this one stain isn't coming. Maybe I'll pour some bleach on top, and it creates chlorine gas, which kills you. So yeah, for some you- reason,
2: Japanese are killing themselves in record numbers.
1: Is it is it because of the interweb? I don't know.
2: The, uh, the country has the ninth highest suicide rate in the world. Well hasn't there?
1: I mean and maybe this is just another thing that I as an American have always just been told. but I was always told that there was a higher rate of suicide uh, in Japan than in most other nations anyway because there was so much uh, there was uh, such a, a premium placed on one's on one's honor and the uh, you know the sort of uh, you know the, the, the social acceptance of one's life and if one sullied one's reputation or you know whatever that you were just supposed to off yourself but you know, I should be making that up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rick, uh, said, uh, while we were talking about the, uh, the fuel shortage and the everything and the rice and all that the other day, he said, like, made the point that there's very little money to be made in solar power, uh, which is why nobody wants to build the infrastructure. He says, you always have to go back to fill up your tank, but you wouldn't have to pay more money for the sun every week, which is why nobody wants to build the infrastructure to do it. Maybe a big shade would go down. <laughs> Maybe. <Okay. laughs> Just a huge, like a huge metal blind, mm-hmm. like they put at the mall. All right. Boy, let me just say this about the mall, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do more news. Uh, I was and then we're going to gonna have
8: a special guest in like 28 minutes. And that's right. Who Jonathan,
1: that? Jonathan Colton, uh, singer-songwriter Jonathan Colton, who's performing at the Mission Theater, will be here tonight oh. at 2 o'clock to favor us with some of his uh, music. So I was just, uh, I went to Lloyd Center last night. Let me just say the boy, we're a bunch of fat <laughs> bastards in this country. And I know that I'm not like the picture of health, but you want to feel better about yourself? You just wander around Lloyd Center for about 45 minutes. You know what I mean? You
8: I've gone to Lloyd Center to not purchase anything, but just to, in fact, wander around looking at people. And
1: just because you just... Uh, suddenly, your own self-image just skyrockets, you know? Because it's just nothing but pregnant teenagers and deep-fried Cajun food. Yeah. <laughs> you just inhale. It's lard with shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. And everywhere you go in Lloyd Center, you can smell the food court. There's nowhere you can go in that mall. And can I just tell you this? I had to. Uh, I wanted to have some some uh, some of my shoes uh, shined, and I didn't have the stuff. I'm out of the stuff at home to do it. You and
8: I, Shoe polish. You guys usually get. Is that something that pe- a lot of people do?
1: Well, I have those. Um, I have those. Um, um, uh, uh, what the hell is those? Um, those shoes that I bought with Zappos. You saw them. I forget the brand. Um, but remember when I was all ecstatic that I found those shoes for sale on oh, Zappos? Yeah, the ones Zappos, that you had. The that ones next? that I damaged the toe. Um, those shoes, you know, I get those polished because otherwise they get real dull and they get kind of, you know, beat up looking. Um, and typically I do it at home where I got the rag and the brush and the whatever, but I'm, I'm out and I wanted to get, because we're filming a little something on Sunday. Uh, we're doing a little, a little film for the show on Sunday. and I wanted to have my shoes uh, look good. Are they so, doing shoe close-ups? Uh, well, who's not, One never wants to take any chances, Tim. Well, mine have been polished. I usually
2: drop mine off downtown and pick them up after work.
1: See, that's, so do you, now, do you ever uh, polish your own shoes?
2: No, because the last time I did it, I used some of that, uh, that Chinese shoe polish.
1: It's filled with
3: lead and hate.
2: And my shoes came out three different colors. And they go, oh, no, what have I done? So I had to bring them to a professional shoe person and say, look what I've done to my shoes. And well, I'll well, have to strip everything off these, and there's going to be an additional charge. And I'll bring them back to normal. And you probably don't want to use that shoe polish again. Well, is there any non-Chinese shoe polish out there?
1: There's no non-Chinese anything at this point, Tim. It's all the... I mean, anything in China is designed to ruin your life. I, I can fill a lawsuit... <laughs> shoe polish filled with glass um but uh so yeah i have done that too where i go into the shoe polish place and the guy actually the guys actually said what have you done to these where it's like i've damaged them somehow but so i dropped off uh two pair of shoes actually i parked at sears because that's just the parking lot I went to by rubbing the movie theater.
8: I always park at Sears.
1: Park at Sears. Walk into Sears. The shoe stop, which is the name of the place, all the way at the end of the mall. And I can say, look, I know I'm, again, I'm I'm not like a bodybuilder or anything, but I'm also not morbidly obese. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not like, I'm not a sphere. But even me walking from Sears to the shoe stop. And then I, and then he's like, well, we come back in 40 minutes. So I, I walked back to the mall and kind of like worked my way back, looking at just going to the stores or whatever. So walking the length of the Lloyd Center Mall, even I was like, oh, this is a long walk. And I was starting to get, like, kind of fatigued. I can't imagine what it's like for some of those big whales that are just rolling themselves through the mall there. So my prediction is one of those people movers is coming to the Lloyd Center Mall within a year. You mark my words, within 18 months of the outside, they will have a people me- a mover, like at the airport, at the Lloyd Center Mall. For me, it was hard to walk from one end to the other one. At one point, I wanted to stop and sit on a bench for a while. Are you- I am in completely serious. That is the serious.
8: saddest thing ever.
1: Well,
8: why do you need a people mover at the mall? That, a people mover at the mall. Are you asking me? Practicing? Have you
1: seen the people at the Lloyd Center Mall? That's why. Look at them. You can hear the sneakers screaming with every step. That's why
8: they have like 16 different parking lots there so that the, so that the Chubbies can like go mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. park next to wherever they're going. Park next to the store that's closest. That's your closest. fault, Rick Emerson. that you parked on the wrong side of the mall.
1: I suppose. I'm just saying maybe the people who go there aren't necessarily always the brightest. And so maybe they, or maybe they, maybe they don't anticipate having to walk all the way down to the hot topic, and so they get in a sort and just walking one, one big jiggly step at a time. I mean, goddamn. So anyway, my whole point is, wow, that's my point. All right, but my shoes look fantastic, incidentally. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back for this more from Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Let's see what people are calling about. All right. I'm looking at these calls. These will be interesting. We've got calls we come back Jonathan Colton at 2. Later on Scott Daly, more stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Fly, 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 fly. the Rick Emerson radio program, it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Let me read this. It's okay. I have to read this from Aaron. It would be dishonest of me not to read this. Aaron said, did you really just demand that the Lloyd Center Mall install a people mover so you wouldn't have to walk the 100% flat landscape of the mall? Maybe they should also install those old lady chairs on the escalator so you don't have to stand while the machine hauls your fat up to the fat ass up to the Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> he said now if you don't mind I need to go tune up my bike. My daily commute takes its a toll on my bike. All right. Thanks so much. Here's you, Tim You be much fatty. Oh, I'm sorry. So fatty. fatty. Yeah. Sorry. Here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. But you'll and notice. now.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. King, the okay? Ministry of Truth. This is Tim Riley. That
2: was me. But they do make a little bit of work to eat there. You have to go all the way to the top floor.
1: Yes, <laughs> you do.
8: So you uh, burn a couple calories before you ingest, like when 2,000? You go to that mall, do you ever
1: forget what floor something is on? It, it Because it's got that weird thing. Like, the top floor doesn't really have anything but the food court. But I'm somehow I'm sometimes tricked into And I think that's how they get people up there. Yeah, I'm sometimes tricked into thinking something is on the top floor. And then I go all the way up to the top, and I go, no, there's nothing up. Oh, but the Cajun grill is here. And then I just walk over. So There's a Claire's
8: boutique up there, too.
1: Yeah. Is, is there? I don't know. I've i I've only been there like once in the past couple of years to see a movie
2: late at night. <laughs> Is that where you got lost? No, it was terrible. All oh, the lights are off.
1: <laughs> there's the movie theater. There's and then there's that fifties the obligatory fifties diner up there. Oh yeah. Uh and then a and then a place where you play bad redemption games to win big fuzzy dice. Alright, there's Tim Riley.
2: Oh speaking of fifties diners, I didn't know until I was driving out of the Hollywood theater that
1: just a few steps from there is that uh, Mark Lindsay's Rock and Roll Cafe. Yes. Uh, our sister station K hits. Yes. Uh, a part of that. Have you have you have you, did you go inside? I I couldn't because I got stuck in the traffic. Oh man. Had it been any other time, I would have turned around. It's cool. It's really cool. I've eaten there twice now. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time was I think we had the like a meeting or something there. We did that. Um, and, you know, because K-Hits does, uh, their afternoon drive is live there. Oh, I didn't you, know. Yeah, it's so cool. It really is. I mean, I'm not just saying that. Oh, I didn't know they broadcast from there. It's righteous. It's a great, it's a It's a restaurant, and it's not, I should actually point this out. Uh, you know, we've kind of poked front of those 50s diners sometimes, and this is not that. This is not like the cheesy dumb, like, rock-around-the-clock 50s diner that we've all seen done to death and is always oh, terrible. The
2: diner, like, they had in Hollywood. The music cranked at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Turn that down.
1: I know, and it's all, like, bright white inside, yeah. and it's, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, you know, there's, like, a bad, like, jukebox and, like, a, a big plasticky Elvis thing on the wall. This is not that. Uh, the Mark Lindsay Rock and Roll Cafe is right by the Hollywood Theater. Uh, it's a, a restaurant, and it's all stuff from Mark Lindsay, who is from Paul Revere and the Raiders. Uh, his private collection, hundreds of guitars, just, I can't even imagine the tens of thousands of dollars worth of guitars, all kinds of memorabilia from Paul Revere and the Raiders, classic Portland photos, photos of them in Portland recording studios, them on uh, American Bandstand. Uh, the food is actually really good as well. I don't know that they do have they do much vegan stuff, although um, although they, they must they must actually because Dennis Constantine from Kink is a vegan and we and he I know he's there. Um, so the, the food is really good, and then in the corner is a fully functional live K hits broadcast studio K hits uh, their afternoon drive is live there and then on Saturday night Mark Lindsay himself go- goes and does a live radio show on so it's really cool on Saturday you can go and see you know Portland uh, rock star from back in the day doing a live radio program it oh. is it is really cool. Well no next time I'm there. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure exactly where it was. Yeah, I strongly encourage people to go to that place. It is a really really cool and the, and the food is good as well. Laura and I went there one time and she quite liked it.
2: So we have a nasty crash I5 southbound in Wilsonville happened shortly after uh, noon time. It is a black SUV and the person was pinned inside. It's going to be hours before all the traffic clears up. A jogger has been mauled by a brown bear on the Kenai Peninsula in what state officials in Alaska are calling the first mauling of 2008. It's being blamed on improperly stored garbage.
5: Uh,
2: apparently, the, um, the mauling investigators said they found large buckets of garbage on the victim's porch, about 150 yards from where the mauling occurred. The 43 year old victim who was not identified was, uh, let's see, he was charged by a sow and two cubs when he left his home.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: He turned and fled. Don't run away from the bear. They'll catch you. Bears are fast. The bear quickly caught up with him, bit his buttocks and the back of his head and chest. Oh. Wait, is he dead? No.
1: He's just buttockless. Yes. All right. What are you supposed to do when a bear... Tra- you said don't run. Don't you
2: run in a straight line? Oh, no, that's an alligator.
1: No, you, no, no, no. but you, you don't run in a straight line. You run on a zigzag line from an alligator. Because the the alligator kitchen lady... The she said, "Run in a
8: straight line." Yeah, he but...
1: ran in the straight line. No, but that's wrong, though. I don't think she's
8: alive, the... is she not? Well,
1: uh, okay, if I that's guess that's an alternative. <laughs> damn you, Sarah Dillon! And you're... How long do you
15: think the alligator is? But... It's you.
1: I don't, but I think that that's wrong, though. I mean, I think she did survive, but I think she still did it incorrectly. I think I think you are supposed to run in a zigzag motion because alligators are so low to the ground they can't change direction. Well, she ran up the stairs, I believe. Oh, well, Can alligators, alligators can't use stairs. No, alligators can't use stairs. Do we know that for a fact? They could go downstairs. I don't know that an alligator could go upstairs. That would be silly. They don't oh, have knees. No. Maybe with special training. <laughs> Maybe
2: if Alligators
8: have... don't have
1: joints? They have That's joints, me. but they don't have knees. They can't lift themselves up. And I would imagine they can't pull themselves I think alligators can really only move Are when they're low to the sure ground. you
8: 100 alligators don't
1: have knees? Oh, Florida is a flat place. Is is it not? You not unlike the fills a It's the Lloyd Center Mall of uh, the United States. And sure. it's totally flat. I'm not saying they don't have joints there, but your knee is there to push you up. I say pushing myself up now, so in case you didn't know what the phrase meant. What up.
2: He looks like an alligator trying to get up a stairway. Meaning you can elevate yourself. Oh, I see. No, but I mean, <laughs> ele- but
1: alligators, they uh, their arms bend horizontally. I don't think they can elevate like a, or lower themselves. Like a cerebral palsy
2: victim. No? I'm just questioning that. <laughs> how now we get him the climbing the stairway. I didn't want to know anyway.
8: I'm reading about them. Let's all stop and read about them.
2: <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes After <laughs> this little pause. We're reading about alligators silently.
8: Did you know that crocodiles tend to have green eyes, but alligators have brown ones? No,
1: I didn't know that, Sarah. That's a little more alluring. Um, I guess with contacts now, they can have any color eyes they want. So to recap, I don't believe alligators can go up the stairs. This sounds like a children's book. They can go down the stairs. They have joints but not knees, Run in a zigzag motion, and I still don't know what the hell you're supposed to do if a bear attacks you. Because clearly running at the bear is a road to nowhere. That's not that's not gonna help. Do we have any mauling victims listening right now? Let's oh, find this is out.
8: creepy. They have an alligator bellow um on oh, Wikipedia. Oh, I don't think I want to
1: hear it. Are you sure? I don't think Tim, do you wanna hear an alligator beller? As Sarah Wagner would say. <laughs> Did she really say? And I don't then sh- Timmy Ryan, look at me. <laughs> and then she corrected us. She used the phrase beller where she meant to say bellow. And then when we tried to correct her, she insisted she was writing, no, no, it was Beller, B E L L E R. Oh, here's a video of an alligator climbing downstairs. That's not true. Well, well no, no, no. Tr- downstairs, yes, not upstairs. Oh, it's only in the commercial, though. No. So, well, that probably is uh, some sort of fakery, Tim. That's probably some sort of <laughs> is, Hollywood that shenanigans.
8: This sounds like Richie. Here's an alligator, Beller. <laughs>
1: Christ, that's uncanny. Okay, we have to stop. We have to stop. Richie came in the studio. I'm sorry, Richie, that I wasn't really summoning you in. That's kind of
6: like a maiden card. Why
1: are you wearing a Rock of Love do-rag? Where did you get a Brett Michaels Rock of Love do-rag in the first place? Uh, where do you shop? Is your whole house a big Spencer's gift? Spencer's? Never mind. Where, where did you get that? Big uh, hey Jim. Oh, the KUFO, which radios I should have known. All right. Well, it says here, if you do
2: encounter a bear, stand tall. If the bear sees you Stand yours, tall, walk, walk hard. If the bear is closer than 300 feet or if the bear is approaching, you remain calm. <laughs> of course. Yes. Try to look as large as possible. Uh, try <laughs> to back away slowly. Do not run. And speak softly. If the bear continues to approach you, back away, stop, stand your ground. <laughs> Speak more loudly with a deep calm voice. You bear! Stop wave, it! Wave your arms to make yourself look bigger. Keep an eye on the bear, but avoid <laughs> direct a, contact. Keep an
1: eye on the bear.
2: Don't My... be aggressive. Don't crouch down. Play dead, or otherwise show any See, fear or vulnerable. I thought you were supposed to play dead. I no, think that's we've... how somebody got eaten in a tent in Washington. We've okay? all been told to play dead. I don't think you're supposed to play dead with a bear. Oh, here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Oh, it does say, play dead if a grizzly bear or a polar bear makes a non-predatory attack. Uh, fight a black bear attack, or any attack. If the bear is a black bear, and if you're determined that the bear sees you as food... Your only chance of escape is to fight it or scare it away. How <laughs> <That's laughs> sad! Hit the bear with rocks, pots and pans, sticks and fists, anything handy, really. Your only... The odds, the odds are against you.
1: <laughs> How sad when your only ch- your only chance of survival is quote to fight the bear. That's like at the end of Iron Eagle when Jason Gedrick's only chance is to turn around and fight General Kashmili Ud Khamet or whatever that guy's name is.
2: If that fails, uh, grab the best weapon near you: a <laughs> shotgun, a rifle, a pistol, a
1: machete, a whip. Weak weapons like a dagger, rocks, kitchen knife, pocket knife. Wait, let me understand this. But this—if I'm re- hearing this correctly—you are in fact advised to fight the bear by yourself before going for the shotgun. Yes. If this—if fighting the bear fails, go for the shotgun, like mm-hmm. as a last resort. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, carry some bear spray. That's what it says. Here. I don't even know what bear spray is.
2: All <laughs> right,
7: here.
8: stop playing God intervened
1: I don't even know what bear spray is
2: so it says never attempt to play dead if a bear enters your camp particularly at night why have we always been taught to play dead
1: I don't know alright um okay we should probably take a break more bear advice Tim use bear bells (laughs) <laughs> what do you buy, though? <laughs> Charles Atlas.
8: Are you sure that someone isn't making that up? Because bear they, spray and bear bells. Like something.
1: <laughs> is somebody screwing with you via Wikipedia? Bear bells.
8: Work out ring, with them several times Ring those bear bells. bells.
1: <laughs> ring them louder. Ring them louder. They'll, they'll, never, won't eat us. they'll never kick sand in your face again. Jesus. What kind of program is this? We come back. Jonathan Colton joins us in the studio. More from Tim Riley later on. And Scott Dally stay there. You know, if not, we'll just fix it in post. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for coming along, making it part of your listening day. It's 503-733-2970. Uh, 503-733- Two All right. Still to come, more of your phone calls. Scott Dally from Film Fever Radio uh, dot com. Tim Radley returns at the bottom of the hour with more news. Like is at three. Michael Mara show uh, at seven. Let us now welcome to the Rick Emerson show the one and only Jonathan Colton joining us in the studio. Hello, sir. How are you?
3: Hello. I'm
7: fine.
1: How are you? Uh,
8: uh, oh, morning. Morning. oh no. yes. Could you snag hey. that other one? Ooh. All right. Let's try this That's all right. Then. At least we have one working one. You know.
1: Right. There we go. Let's, let's just all pretend Hello. that we didn't happen. That's Hi there. why I didn't How trust are that, are that one. Right. That's nice. You have no idea. There is some sort of it, that microphone and that microphone only. I think there was a very small Indian burial ground, like an Indian in the cupboard burial in, ground. Inside the
3: microphone. Yeah, exactly. Did they moved the headstone but not the grave. It there was,
1: there was just the tiniest <laughs> Chumash tribe yeah. right here in this section of the counter. And so every time we fix that, it lasts for about an hour. Uh-huh. And then it just goes all to hell again. So, yeah, anyway. well, we can
3: smudge this place before
1: I leave if you like. Excellent. We'll just, you know, we have to uh, nuke the whole place from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Okay, good. Um, all right. So I don't even know where to begin. I was telling Sarah this, is not to, uh, as Paul Thomas Anderson would say, uh, wax your car. But there's been more email, more people contacting me about you being in the studio. Than no. uh I mean in a Easier long than, time.
8: Than ever. I mean really it's Being, just oh, the, oh, that's very
1: artist. nice to hear. Thank it's, you. It's like a like a like a capacitor just built up with <laughs> anticipation for this. <laughs> There's no pressure at all, my friend. No. Well I'll I'll do my best. That's all I can do. We should say first and foremost, uh you're gonna be at the mission theater tonight. Tickets available at Ticketmaster, uh via the McMinimum, uh McMinimans website or Ticketmaster or Jonathan Colton uh C O U L T O N uh dot com. So uh let us go let us go back to the beginning. How did it begin for you? Have you always been have you always had an eye on being a professional musician or did you start as
3: Yeah, I mean I, I, I always meant I always intended to become a professional musician and then when I you know, when I got out of college I, I I sort of forgot to do it or I was afraid to do it or something. As you know, I was in a couple of bands that never amounted to much and uh and then I accidentally got a day job that was fine and kept me happy and comfortable for about eight or nine years. Uh, and I was doing music on the side, and then in uh, the end of 2005, I, I quit that to do the music full time. Finally.
1: And the, 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 the song that I first, uh, I was first uh, introduced to you via uh, Code Monkey, which I think so the song came and the song came before the G4 series, and they they came to you and they wanted to that's use it right. For the series. They they wanted to use it for the series, yeah. And the first time I heard that song, uh, I just realized it was sort of it had the uh, it had the ring of truth to it that I realized that who, I was like whoever wrote and whoever <laughs> wrote the song lived this song, right. <laughs> um, So was it? you had a coding job, or you had it a? Did.
3: I did. I I wrote software for a living. Yeah, and I made a database application in uh, in uh, Visual Basic and Microsoft SQL Server. I really, first of all, I have to say this: the fact that you would then that you would use that sentence,
1: and then now you were going to be performing at the mission. That leap from yeah. sitting there cranking out code to performing on stage. Uh, it's a little strange, I guess. And, and, well, and I was going to say, without you know, trying to sound all, all corny about it, this is actually the same thing I said to the Raiders of the Lost Ark shot-for-shot shot adaptation guys we had them in oh, last awesome. week. And I was just saying that in a weird way, y- you are sort of the externalization of 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 of, of geek manifest destiny. I mean, really, <laughs> that you could uh, can I can I quote you in that? Sure, awesome. Put that in your electronic <laughs> press kit, my friend. <laughs> Because there was a sort of uh, like a a eureka moment for you, right, where you're sitting at a desk and you're like, F this.
3: Yeah, I mean, I had many eureka moments, and then I never pulled the trigger. And it was after my daughter was born, uh, it suddenly became very clear, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die someday, and here is the being who is going to replace me. Right. And I really better get on this rock star thing if I'm going to do it, you know. And And you just did, uh, you had a, it's called Thing a Week. Thing a week, yeah, so about two weeks after I I, uh, found myself with all this free time, not working and everything, I decided to pretend it was my job. Uh, And every Friday I I would uh, release a new song on my website, and I just put them all out for free, Uh, and I did that for for a year. And so, first of all, as a guy who...
1: You can tell that you wrote code and worked in the technology industry because your website is amazingly simple and clean and easy to use, and I don't have to go there and wait nine hours for, like, a shockwave animation oh, of,
3: like, loading. Thing. What is this? Well, it's a, it's a zebra wearing sunglasses and a right. guitar. <laughs> right. and, you, and you move your mouse over different parts of the zebra, and it goes, blink a blink a plink or it goes, <laughs> Like, who cares? Can we just have some text that we can click on, please? <laughs> and it is, and
1: also, when when you're moving it around and it's making sound effects, make sure that all of the navigation buttons, have really like obscure labels that don't actually tell you what they go to
3: right they just fun wiggle stuff. a little bit yeah <laughs> fun stuff, i know i my, my boss my boss at the software job always used to say like in terms of web design like look at the most popular website on the internet it's google yeah and look what's on that page a box and a couple of words
1: yeah that's it yeah i uh i use uh, i use yahoo uh from my uh, one of my mail addresses just because i use it it I got it a long time ago, and it's like so many people have it. It would just be pointless at this, at this juncture to try to get a new one. Because then I would be one of those guys in your emails going, Rick Emerson has a change of address. Yeah. Like one of those things that people see and they go, yeah, I'll have to update that email. And then they never do. Right. No, and then no one can ever you find that, you. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so I... I go to Google every day, you know, to like search and to do whatever. And then I go to Yahoo to check my mail, and it's like it's like looking at looking at Yahoo now is like looking at AOL of like circa nineteen ninety eight. I know what you mean. Where it's like what the computer just goes, yeah, and just freezes <laughs> like a fly in amber. <laughs> anyway, um, well, but before we before we talk anymore, um, so you uh, you set this deadline for have a song a week, and you did that. That's for what one year or for one year, yeah. And you, I mean, that was. At what point was there a breakthrough
3: where you're like, I can do this, is a thing I can do for a living? Oh, God, I always thought I was out of ideas. I, like, really, the first the first four were easy and then it became incredibly hard and it stayed hard and maybe even got a little harder over the course of the year. Uh, it was always like about halfway through the year enough people were paying attention and and people had started to buy stuff that, that I was actually making enough to pay the uh, babysitter who was taking care of my daughter while I was sitting in in my sad little office pretending that I was a rock star, so that was a, that was a real breakthrough. I wasn't actually bringing bringing any any uh, uh, actual profit into the family, but I was at least. You know, treading water. So Excellent. that was that was a huge success. So me. you were you were not you were at least not a financial drain at that point. You were no, I was still a financial drain, but not in terms of the babysitter.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, before we uh, progress further, um, we kind of uh, talked a little bit the, during the break about what you were going to play. Uh, would you be so kind, uh, because we've been playing uh, this, this song forever. give uh, us a little rendition of Code Monkey. I would be you. happy to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Jonathan Colton on the Rick Emerson Thank Show.
5: Code Monkey get up, get coffee And Code Monkey go to job And Code Monkey have boring meeting With boring manager Rob Rob say Code Monkey very diligent But his output stink. His code not functional or elegant What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write Bad login page himself Code Monkey not safe I don't know loud Code Monkey not crazy Just proud and Code Monkey Like Fritos, Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man With big warm fuzzy Secret heart Code Monkey like you Code Monkey hang around at front desk until your sweater looks nice. Code Monkey offer buy you soda, bring you cup, bring you ice. You say no thank you for the soda, cause soda make you fat. Anyway, you're busy with the telephone, no time for chat. Code monkey have long walk back to cubicle. He sit down, pretend to work. Code monkey
7: not thinking so straight. Code monkey not feeling so
5: great. And code monkey like Beatles, code monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew. Code monkey very simple man. Big born fuzzy secret heart, cold monkey like you, cold monkey like you a lot. Cold monkey have every reason to get out this place. Code Monkey just keep on working, see a soft, pretty face. Much rather wake up, eat a coffee cake, take bath, take nap. This job fulfilling, creative way, such a load of crap. Code Monkey says someday he have everything, a pretty girl like you. Code Monkey just waiting for now says someday, somehow, and Code Monkey like Tweedo, Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew, and Code Monkey very simple man, With big warm fuzzy secret heart, Code Monkey like you, and Code Monkey like you, and Code Monkey like you.
3: was fantastic thank you thank you very much jonathan
1: colton uh ladies and gentlemen how great is that um i have to say if i can just speak very selfishly now really one of the great joys of this job is getting the chance every so often to uh, be, be three feet away from people while they perform a uh, song <laughs> mm. that I love or that I've heard or that I've
3: listened to a lot and just that was really, really exceptional. Thank you wow. so much. And I we didn't even introduce these other guys. This is Paul and Storm were singing back up and playing Shakers. They're uh, another band who's actually playing uh with me on this little tour we're doing. And we should uh, we should note for the audience by the way that we have a good uh
1: musician friend of ours also named Storm. So this is actually a separate separate storm. This is not a six foot tall blonde woman. <laughs> I mean not wish he were
15: oh I, only in my dreams
1: I I don't know what goes on in you know in the hotel but i'm saying for now um so jonathan colton uh ticketmaster.com go to jonathancolton.com uh, uh, to find out more and you also i mean th- th- one of the great things is that you use the creative commons license
3: that's right uh, yeah. for
1: your original material and mm-hmm. for people who don't let's see if i get this right for people who don't know what that is that means that there is a little bit of a a fair use for what? If people have the song, they they purchase the song, they can use it in other art.
3: Yeah, that's that's one of the thing it means. It also means they can they can trade it freely. they're, they're it's legal to send copies of uh, the MP3s that you get to your friends. Uh, and in addition, you can use it in a video or a mashup or a remix or whatever. Uh, as long as you're not uh, selling it and as long as you credit me. So. And there's no
1: DRM on it? it no, no, no. Just, I
3: just sell just plain old ordinary MP3s. I can't stand DRM.
1: And so is it, I mean, for people out there right now that um, because of, you know, they've got a copy of Adobe Audition or they got a copy of whatever at home and they want to become, you know, musicians, whether it's on some small professional scale, whether it's just an amateur, what is the, I mean, uh, you, I don't know if this sounds like a big question, but what are your... Thoughts, pieces of advice, things that you've learned by doing it really from the ground up. I mean, a true grassroots uh, musical thing that you've got going on.
3: Well, for me, for me, I would say the big, the big um, realization for me, and the thing that, the sort of the dream that came true is that, (laughs) you know, when I started doing this, I didn't have too much of a plan, and I was very optimistic. I said, well, let's pretend that I can just make these songs and put them on the internet and that my audience will find me, and I don't have to do any work for that to happen. And in, in many ways, that has been what happened. And really, I think more and more these days, it's about, it's about uh, minimizing the friction and letting your music go out there and find its audience. Uh, and this means, like, get rid of DRM and don't lock yourself into a certain channel. Make it available as many ways as possible. And, you know, if there's an audience out there, um, what you really care about is exposure, uh, you really want as many people as possible to hear your music. You can worry about getting paid later. Have you had overtures from the traditional uh, the record industry who kind of want to take in and stick into the pre-established box? Uh, every now and then, I've had I've had some contact with uh, with actual labels, and uh, you know, it's just nothing has come along that really makes a lot of sense. It's it's uh, it's kind of the point where I there's a a lot of business stuff for me to do. So you know, I do I do have. Uh, other folks working on that but uh, you know it, i don't i just haven't come across the correct label deal that makes sense because right now i keep everything that i make <laughs> you know sorry to think about giving up a percentage of that
1: what do you think about uh about sort of m- what trent Reznor i think called a middle ground step which was the radiohead uh model where they they put it on but i think there were there were certain it wasn't necessarily the highest quality and then later they
3: wanted to sort of sell you the the upgrade for the physical copy of it is that I, yeah, I think that's I think that's a reasonable way of doing it. Um, you know, I, the thing is the thing is that I I do believe and Trent Reznor is another great example of that. You know, I think his his recent release where he gave away a version, had a version for very cheap, and then another version that was a little more expensive, and then a super deluxe version that cost like three hundred bucks. Um, you know, what what it shows goes to show you is that uh, fans want to support the artists that they love, uh, and while not everybody who hears the music is going to pay for it. Um, if you have enough fans who are willing to pay extra for it, <laughs> then that sort of covers the freeloaders. And yeah, I think more and more that's going to be the way people are doing it. There is a great thing that you go to your website, and there's uh, you go
1: to the sort of the download of the music section, and you actually have one section that is titled "If You Already Stole My Music." Yes, uh, which is where I guess you give people the option to donate to kick in yeah. a few bucks if they like what you do. Which really does seem like not only a financially sound business
3: model, um, you know, for a lot of people, but also it, it seems like.
1: The purest way to do
3: it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, not too long ago, the only way really to know the music that you were buying was to purchase it and take it home and listen to it, which seems crazy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a crazy idea. Why not? Why not be able to listen to it first before you buy it? You now? know
1: what struck me as bizarre the other day it was one of those uh, one of those weird moments where you sort of uh, you drive along and then some tiny acorn of a thought becomes uh, just a huge oak in your head at the end of about fifteen seconds. And I was thinking about compact discs and how. Uh, you know, not too long ago, 10 years ago, I can hold 14 whole songs on this miraculous piece <laughs> of plastic. <laughs> Behold my glory. And it was, you know, 74 minutes. And you know, there's just a massive exponential growth in the amount of... In yeah. this CD wallet, which only weighs four pounds, I can carry 10 albums. Yeah. And the idea now that I was something the other day that... They have some weird technology. It's gonna like a three hundred thousand sun iPod or something. Just breaks my
3: brain in yeah, half. Before,
1: uh, be, 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 before you uh, you, uh, you perform again here, what is firmware? I don't what know what firmware? that is.
3: Firmware sounds like some Leisure Suit Larry product. It's somewhere, like which, a, somewhere between hardware and software, I guess. But I'm, what does it do? <clears throat> firmware is. Uh... Uh, uh, well, now I'm going to get in trouble because your audience is geeks and they're going to call me on it. Like if this is my mom a- asking this question, I would give her an authoritative answer. But because of the audience, I'm going to have to say I don't know for sure. But it's basically, it's like, it's sort of like, uh, I guess you could say it's like the operating system on a little tiny device. Okay. So we were talking about the flip video thing and I was right. saying that I had trouble with my firmware. It's basically not the, not the software that copies the videos back and forth, but the software that makes the thing go. That's, right. the, that's the firmware.
1: And I have to ask this. Uh, do you watch the new Battlestar Galactica? And if so, do you have a guess as to the unrevealed Cylon? Uh,
3: I do watch it. I'm actually not all the way through uh, the last season. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I, I hesitate to make a guess before I've... I've... Do you ever get
1: told you look like Guy Spalter? No, I I
3: have never heard that, but that's awesome. All right, there you go. Write thank it you.
1: down. Uh, let's see. Let's do a call here, and then uh, we'll have another performance from Jonathan Colton, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi,
11: Rick, Sarah, John, and Tim. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, hope you guys put that on the website.
4: That was uh, absolutely goddamn beautiful.
1: Excellent. <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah. By the way, as you guys were as you were doing Co Monkey there, I it, I saw you uh, self edit, for which I for which we are grateful. But that uh, that is a uh, Pro we're fine with a uh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. Hey, we a, embrace that wholeheartedly. Okay. I, I wasn't sure.
11: Just from a box monkey to a code monkey. Thanks. That was uh, amazing. I love music. Thank you, sir. All
3: right.
0: Thank Thanks, you, All right.
1: Um, so, still, uh, speaking of uh, that guy, the, the geeks and everything. Yeah. Um, so, we uh, there's a girl who works in the morning named Kristen Bowie who actually was going to bring in, because you do the song, Still Alive, which plays at the end of the game, Portal. Yeah. And I know she's stuck in traffic right now. and probably listening to us talk. So, um, she regrettably is not able to be here. She's going to have you autograph it because she's a huge fan of that. And I know that that is how... Would you say that that is the breakthrough song for you?
3: Yeah, that's definitely been a huge uh explosive growth of listeners after that, yeah.
1: And how did that happen? How does it because uh, I, there's so much about getting your song placed into a video game now. Oh, right? I
3: know. Well, it's like like many things. I sort of lucked into it, you know, the the um so a couple of people came to a show that I was doing in Seattle, and it turns out they were working on, on Portal. They're the team that were building Portal. And uh, they said, hey, they came up after the show and said, hey, we work for Valve. Would you ever want to write music for Valve? And I said, yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, they had me into the office, and we talked about some stuff, and, and they I played an early version of the game. And, you know, I loved the character because it's, it's the kind of character that I write about all the time, this passive-aggressive Monster who wants to kill you and doesn't understand what the big deal is, you know. Uh, so it was it was a very it was a very lucky matchup of sensibilities.
1: Excellent. Would you uh, be so kind as to uh, give us a performance? I, I would be
3: happy to. Excellent, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, Jonathan Colton on the Rick Emerson Show.
5: This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to own. But there's no sense Crying over every mistake You just keep on trying Till you run out of cake And the science gets done And you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive I'm not even angry I'm being so sincere right now Even though Heart and killed me and tore me to pieces and threw every piece into a fire. As they burned, it hurt because I was so happy for you. Now, these points of data make a beautiful line, and we're out of fate. I'd prefer to stay inside Maybe you'll find someone else To help you Maybe Black Mesa That was a joke Ha ha, that chance Anyway, this cake is great It's so delicious and moist Look at me still talking when there's science to do. When I look out there, it makes me glad I'm not you. I've experiments to run, there is research to be done. All the people who are still alive.
1: Once again, Jonathan Colton. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, so once again, JonathanColton.com is the website. Uh, tonight at the Mission Theater uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, best of continued success in uh, in life, in music, and everything. So thank you very much. Thank, you, s- thank you for having me on. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Back after this, Tim Riley, Scott Dally around the corner. Don't go anywhere. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Welcome to the Rick Emerson Show from FilmFeverRadio.com. Scott Daly,
0: hello. Wow. How cool was that guy? That was fantastic. I, I mean, got like four texts as, as he was playing. i so jealous you there. That was cool. Yeah, uh, he cool. was a uh, nice, uh, nice guy. Just uh, d- uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just that. It's uh, really
8: down to earth, talented.
0: Yeah, I can welcome. I say, out of all the performers you have had in the studio actually doing songs, his sounded the best.
1: And just doing it for the
0: right reasons. Yeah. I mean, obviously for a
1: love of music and for everything. So anyway, yeah. fantastic. If you yeah, want nice to see stuff. Jonathan Colton... Uh, And that's all him, by the way. You hear those songs. He does everything himself. Uh, As he said, just one sad, lonely man in his office. Uh, All the instruments, all the voices uh, are Jonathan Colton uh, tonight at the Mission Theater. All right. So, uh, Scott Dallas. Yes, sir. Well, first of all, what happened with that uh, 12-hour Lord of the Rings thing you guys were going to do?
0: Well, first it was 12, then it was 8, then it was 1.
1: Then it was like I got a text going, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on.
0: Well, my son, I'm coaching my son's T-Ball team, uh-huh. and so we had a game like at 11 o'clock on Saturday, so I couldn't get there till round one. What is the point of T-Ball? For kids to get out and have fun. But, I mean, doesn't T-ball delay any sort of learning of eye-hand coordination? No, because the kids hit the ball at the tee. They they run to get the ball, catch the ball, throw it to first base, throw it home to get All the right. kids out. Is this just so, so something isn't inadvertently beamed in the face? Is that really what this is about? Yeah, okay. but one of them beamed me in the junk with a bat the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Because I, I get them up to oh, position. Kids. I say, okay. I feel like, No! Uh, wait, wait, please.
1: Did you feel like you were in a Rodney Dangerfield film for a moment? I did, it. did. <laughs> so you ended up doing Fellowship and Two Towers, or just Fellowship?
0: Fellowship and Two Towers. Okay, when are you doing Return uh, of the King? We're going to do Return of the King in May. All right, fair so, enough. Go to filmfeverradio. dot com download both those commentaries. And uh, yeah, so we didn't get to, we didn't get to, to, to Fatty's place till like two thirty. And when we got there, I was thinking they'd have already started, no. you know, we get there hadn't even begun. i played playing Super Smash Brothers on Wii, of course. But we didn't get started until 3. We were done by 6, and then we just spent all night drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Like, four people crashed out in the Hobbit Hole couch. Were we gonna review something? Like, I, I don't know. We attempted a Sin City uh, commentary like, at 1 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
13: Please tell me you posted that. Uh, we have
0: like an hour into it. Oh, I want to hear that. My buddy Dave's passed out. I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) My lady friend is there. She's like, let's just go. I don't want to say This
1: movie's disgusting. (laughs) I, I'm tired. Your friends bug me. I'm sorry. That's just my. That's not. I'm not imitating her. By the way, I should tell you. That's my impression of every
0: woman who has been at like some nerd gathering late. I don't understand what's going on, and that your friend keeps staring at my breasts. (laughs) The best part about that. Couple things that are great about the commentary. One, whenever someone stepped outside and the sunlight came yeah. in.
7: It me. Ah,
0: sun. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you step outside for a second, come back, you may to get a beer, use the bathroom, or whatever, and you open up the, the room. It's like this odor of funk of Cheetos and Geek. It's like, oh. Cheetos and Geek? There's like nine of us in there. They <laughs> a table full of junk food. It's fantastic. All right.
1: Uh, we'll return to Scott Daly in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, pay heed to your new God. And now,
6: from the Ministry
1: of Truth, this is Tim Riley. No, he's
2: not dead. We're talking about the guy at the dry cleaner. Somebody called up earlier saying they pulled a the body out of a dry cleaner. Yeah. it's over on the west side, well, this man is very much alive. A chemical spill this morning at Alpine Dry Cleaners in Aloha injured one man and forced a temporary evacuation of four nearby businesses. Uh, these are in the strip mall at 17683 Southwest Farmington Road in Aloha. The man who was an employee of Alpine was treated on-site by crews from TV uh, Valley Fire and Rescue and transported to
1: Providence St. Vincent Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. You know what I did realize later after that guy was, I went by the dry cleaner and they were pulling out a body. I realized that if you're emptying out a dry cleaning place to get to the, you know, to make way to bring out a guy, mm-hmm. you got to take out big dry cleaning bags yeah. full of stuff, wow. which to the, because un- the, guy, the guy said, I saw a body
8: bag. Lauren smokes a lot of pot. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> In that parking lot. lot. And a story. Okay.
1: (laughs) And we're done. So
2: it's going to be closed until a private contractor can come in and uh, clean it up.
1: All right, then. That's got to be a fun job.
2: Well, they probably picked up the workers by the side of the road. (laughs) I <laughs> want talking about these sea lions A federal appeals court has handled animal rights group A partial victory in the dispute over the fate of California sea lions in the Columbia River So you can track them, but you can't kill them So that sounds more reasonable They're just eating what they're supposed to do, eating fish yeah. They don't know they're for us That's yeah, true yeah. What's wrong with them?
1: <laughs> so what will we use all these fish for anyway? I have no idea Well, this is, and these are sea lions, not I was, I was sea confused lions. sea lions with the other things I was confused sea lions with seals. seals
2: Yeah, all right no, Seals wouldn't be in the Columbia River. I suppose. They need a, a, a colder climate. I thought wouldn't they, they needed a
0: warmer climate.
2: Maybe it's a warmer climate, but they, they're not in the Columbia they River. They need a thing that they don't have <laughs> now. Kind of
1: they need something that's different. All
2: right. Uh, so you're going to feel the effects of that uh, big crash in I-5 Southbound in Wilsonville for quite some time this afternoon. Oh, you know?
1: damn. I never thought about that. That's going to F traffic. Traffic forever. Yep. 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 It happened at uh, mile post
2: 283 land plate was called into where it lived. two people hurt in the crash. The Southbound lanes were closed, and uh, you're still probably better off taking Highway 99W as an alternative route. So right. they're going to be investigating that for a while. It looks like a mess. There's yeah. stuff all over the place. There. And, of course, it has to happen on a Friday. It has to happen on a Friday. Of course. It's the way In the afternoon.
1: Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. So,
2: anyway, uh, that's it for now. I'll be back in a little while.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Ryan, yeah. the greatest newsman in the history of the world, back at 4, 5, 6, and 7, top of the hour, uh, all the way through Licus.
0: All right, Scott Daly, so do you have a film review today? No. <laughs> Thanks, Scott Dowd. appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming in. I don't believe you... This time of year is really... I mean, we have, have that of This time of year. There are no movies coming out. You know what opens tomorrow... Today? Baby Mama. Okay. Here's the thing.
1: It's not all, it, it can't all just be plum assignments, friend. Do you think Roger Ebert just said, no, no,
0: no, I'm not going to see any bad movies this week. I'm only right, going to review right. four-star films. All right, all right. But next week we're seeing Iron Man. Next week officially kicks off the summer season of the big movies. Do you realize Iron we Man actually
1: movie. spend some time, occasionally
0: we spend time taking calls from people who flat out hate us. Which so
1: have a, question we actually it. take calls from people who wish that we were dead sometimes. The least you can do
0: is go see a movie You'll that's maybe not movie. so perfect. It's, right.
1: you know, it's part of the job. All right, all right
0: consider it done. Okay. What were you going to say? Uh, I'm singing Duran Duran on Wednesday. Where? In Seattle. Really? Yeah. Going. Are you
8: going with Pam? I'm
0: Amanda Pants. Awesome. I'm trying to talk her into going. She, she bought her ticket and I said, oh, I probably can't go. It's like... You're going, so we we of carpool. Together. I had no idea. Are they
1: not coming to Portland? No, they're not. Which that seems kind of weird. Weird, because
0: they were here two years ago.
1: Some of that new record.
0: It's not very good. Yeah, I didn't think it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean See, I just heard grand that grand it sounded
0: nothing like because it's all they Timberland. Justin, up. Yeah, Justin yeah. Timberland. Justin Timberlake to produce for him, and it's just yeah, that's but, the
1: thing, man. You got to stick with what made you famous. Exactly. This is the, you got to follow the lesson of Bon Jovi. This is why Bon Jovi was one of the only '80s bands to emerge relatively unscathed from the '90s. Because Bon Jovi never forgot what made them famous. They didn't try to... I mean, the sound... You know, they, they tweaked it ever so slightly. A little but a contemporary a,
0: these days. A, a little bit, but yeah. I mean, a
1: Bon Jovi song now sounds like a Bon Jovi song then. Yeah. They didn't decide to be all grungified and, and whatever.
0: And Duran Duran really should just be putting on music that sounds like the 80s stuff. They should. Their last album before this one was actually closer to what they were best known for. This is too poppy. Yeah. But I've got twelve row seats, so I'm not complaining. So. Well, I mean, wow. they, and they must yeah. know that. I mean, they know why people are going.
1: Exactly. I mean, exactly. they they have no illusions about why people are going to see them. That, so. is,
0: that is very true. But, you know, there is a whole slew of summer films coming out. That might be fun, kind of fun to talk about because is you know, in I'm of actually movie guy. having. I'm trying. Okay,
1: come go ahead. Man.
8: Keep <laughs> trying. <laughs> you can't kick him for trying. <laughs>
1: I'm ju- he didn't try. He didn't go to. You had a movie to review. You chose not to go. That's well, not trying. <laughs> trying is going to the movie even though it's bad and bringing here trying to make something good out of the movie. All right,
0: Rick Emerson, I promise this day forward, every Friday I come in, I will have a film to I'm review. Just saying. No, 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 no. I just want to know why you don't ask Aaron the same question when he's in here. Does Aaron come in with that movie? It Seems like Aaron always has a review. Maybe he's just better at covering. He might be a better cover. All right, fair enough. He may, may live. No, no, no,
1: we'll try to hold his feet to the fire. That could be. All okay.
0: right, thank you. I appreciate that. Sorry, Aaron. Uh, but no, this summer, I mean, next week starts Iron Man. Iron Man's the first big summer blockbuster to come out. Uh, and you have notice each year, films, the summer season gets pushed back a week at a time. Right. You know, it used to be Memorial Day weekend, in the middle of May, now May 2nd. I mean, heck, before... Before summer officially begins, we're getting the big Iron Man movie. I know that I'm supposed to be excited about Iron Man, and I, I'm just not. I, I mean, I'll know,
1: see it, but I just I'm not all that. Uh, I mean, I'll see I'm it. Excited but I'm, not for, up about I'm excited
0: it. for Robert Downey Jr. for being an Iron Man because I think it's finally a, a starring role that he can really stick his teeth into and get massive exposure and get away from the whole drugs and the whole tabloid stuff that he's so well known for. He gets all geared
1: be... up to play a black man uh, <laughs> later on this year, and that whatever that whatever that uh, Trump, uh, Thunder, yeah, whatever that Jack Black film is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. The, he, I will say this about Iron Man. You know what looks really good about Iron Man is his backstory and the origin story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, who was I talking to about um, Batman Begins Probably Aaron. the other day? It was Aaron and somebody else. I think it was Aaron and I think Bobby, the fat boy was yeah. Aaron. Uh, I was talking about how Batman Begins I thought was really great, but every time they went to an action sequence... That is actually the thing that sort of bored me.
0: Yeah, I just wanted I the same
1: way more story about Bruce Wayne and his sort of struggle with his own nature and blah 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 and all of that stuff. Um, and I think that's the thing that looks good about Iron Man is the is the, is the backstory of wasn't it Tony Stark? Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. And you know so and also I mean let's just all say what nobody wants to say that Iron Man is okay but it really is just the appetizer for the Dark Knight which is what everybody's waiting for. It that's really the is. thing. You look at Iron Man, you kind of go. That's what I think of when I look at the when I look at Iron Man and all the trailers for that. It just makes me think about how much I want to see the Dark Knight. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you see
8: the new poster that was just released for the Dark Knight today? Is it
1: the one with the brick?
8: Uh, no, the one with Batman standing in the foreground. In the back, there's a building that's burning. No. it's burning in the shape of. Uh, oh really?
0: Yeah, that's a great poster. Boy, I put I can, it on, on and Hey, do you guys want to hear the running time of that? That Dark Knight just finally the running what time. 160 minutes. Oh, good for him. <gasps> Yes, yeah, like, almost see, three like hours of Batman. Hours.
8: Welcome to a world without rules. Oh, oh look at that. How awesome is, is that, that real? Yeah. That,
0: that is, is a beautiful righteous. poster. That is fantastic. Oh. I yeah, know. we're buying that, I and we're going to hang it in the studio. Yeah. I got chills. Let me see if I can That contact. is. Can I see that again? Yeah. Rick, I'll contact the studio and see if they can that send me a couple.
1: That is so cool. That's one of the best movie posters I have ever seen. Absolutely. That is
0: beautiful.
8: Wow. I, I couldn't stop looking at it when I saw it. Wow. I've wow, my wow, new wow. wallpaper. That is that's
0: really cool. cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, almost a three-hour Batman film coming up this summer. That is, that
1: is right. So that's going to be fantastic. And uh, one week after the listener party is Indiana Jones Indiana and the Jones. Kingdom of the Crystal
0: Skull. And you know what? we got press invites for the screening. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> jerk, whatever. I get, you'll go that. That'll get you out
1: of bed. Go, I'll, I'll go see to that. that. <laughs> I'll go to that. That's very yes. big of you. Aren't I don't we pressed to too? can we try it? And... Didn't we try it? Are we trying it? Don't we know people? Don't we know people? You might Seems know like people. we ought to be people who know people. You might know people. I'm just saying. I
8: know somebody right there.
1: Really? We know, know people know. who can get us in. <laughs> okay, we'll talk later. Okay, Um, I will
8: wake up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday to watch that. Seriously, really? Yeah, Yeah. that's fine.
1: I'll do that. Okay. Um, Speaking of May 22nd, that is one week after May 15th, which is Rick Emerson Listener Party 2008. Yes. Oh, by the way, voting is now closed for the Rick Emerson uh, logo contest. We'll find a winner here at the end of the show. Sweet. Um, uh, We announced, of course, that uh,
0: you and Aaron Duran will be a roasting team. And can I tell you how honored I am to be asked to be part of the roasting team? Seriously, that's that's. That was very cool. Well, it is uh, uh, very cool. In a steamed company, so I'm it's uh, seeing, I'm seeing the roaster list and it's like wow, how that's gonna be so much fun.
1: We haven't unveiled everybody yet. Nope. Uh we but uh, although I think we have almost I think we've unveiled almost everybody, but um maybe we have is there anybody we yeah, haven't is anybody we haven't yet. announced? I yeah. mean we've got sure. Oh I know who you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Um so but it's uh, Storm Large, Peter Carlin, Byron Beck from the Willamette, uh, of course uh Scott Daly, Aaron Duran. Uh, Sarah X Dillon uh, and uh, uh,
0: of course K2's Carl Click uh, will be the Roastmaster so now have you guys started have you started writing you yeah started we got night for a couple hours actually started penning away about like three pages of notes and started <laughs> putting them together tonight and uh, sent them off to Aaron he's going to review them we'll put it back together and kind of put them all together so yeah we, we've we, we've started. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, really uh, begin. begin,
1: and to, uh, we'll put out
0: sort of an email
1: or a bulletin or, or whatever uh, about this a little later. But people have asked about um, about tickets. Of course, no tickets, no no cover, no nothing. Just grab your ID. You got to be 21. Be the Crystal Ballroom. Doors at seven, uh, and everything kind of officially gets underway at eight. Although there's going to be uh, something happening immediately uh, prior to the party, which will be very cool. We'll announce that uh, next week. But now, doors at seven. I don't
8: even know what's happening.
1: Uh, it's. I think you do. I think you I think I think you do. I think we talked about it. Maybe not. I don't think so. It's a thing that I just kind of heard about today. I think you and I have mentioned it or you we and I've were... just
8: been busy dorking out about Jonathan Colton and Lost today. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I don't think we we haven't had a significant conversation. I'll tell you during the break. Okay.
1: Um. There's right. another thing that's going to be happening. I think we're going to announce it uh next week. But yeah, just bring your ID and uh, and be there. Nickel Arcade performing, of course, it's Emerson so. Starship uh nice. performing, and all the usual inanity. So, yeah, it's we
0: cool. What time is after a roast to get underway? Uh, to probably around it? 8:30 or so. Okay. Right.
1: You know, I mean, it'll let people kind of come in. Yeah, we'll have uh, you know a little opening and we will introduce ourselves yeah. and hey hey and thanks for coming out and. Probably around 8.30, it's going to get down to brass uh, I'm down taking the half. day off and the following day off. You know who's not taking the following day off is Carl Click, and he has to get up at 3.30 in the morning. Oh. <laughs> he's the roast master, and then he has to get up at 3.30 in the morning. I will wake up to watch that newscast. Yeah. that's no, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, totally, I'm going to totally get up to see that. him the next really. day. Hello. Uh, so, oh, so, oh he's like be,
8: Carl Click can pay, play through the pain. Well, well, you cup, know that we cup, people cup, are going to be
1: buying him drinks left and right, so that's some That's some news I'm going to watch the next day. All right. Let me read this. who will take us into the break here we'll come back and we will unveil the logo uh, for rick emerson uh listener party uh 2008 let's see if i can um did i also lose the glorious bastard of the week sounder oh
8: i love that music
1: really well i think i know where it is
8: i, I can play you i have a song here okay let me play you one
1: yes okay hang on. this is ladies and gentlemen we're getting ready to unveil the uh glorious bastard of the uh of the week buffer momentarily here
8: that's why the computers have been nothing but problems. So. You
1: know, Sarah, if you don't have anything. I have something no, I've got, that I can. Could... <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Beautiful. Greetings and salutations, Mark Henty. You are being addressed How at this moment. How dare you? Because you, <laughs> yes, you have been selected as the AM970 glorious bastard of the week. With all the rights and privileges that entails, in addition to the envy of your fellow man, you'll receive a bountiful cornucopia of swag from the AM970 pile of crap. (laughs) My computer crap. Including... Okay. Uh, Right here including a copy of Gumby the Movie on DVD. Go green with Gumby the Movie. director's cut available for the first time as of April 22nd on DVD. Bonus toy included in every DVD. Look for it wherever DVDs are sold. Gumby the Movie. You've also won the knowledge that for at least this one week, you are a little bit better than everyone else. Enjoy your newly elevated status and don't hesitate to lord it over the less fortunate. Thank you for listening, Mark Henty. You are the glorious bastard of the week. Back after this on the Rick Emerson radio program. I'm just looking back at uh, some of these emails, like this one, all caps. OMG, you guys are talking to Jonathan Colton right now. I know, I got that one too, it's the cutest thing ever. 11D. All right. OMG. Oh, uh, <laughs> why, hello. We now into the saddest part of the broadcasting day. The final segment of the Rick Emerson Show. Coming up at uh, 3, like us, Michael Mara at 7. Let's, um, oh, damn it. Let's let's dial the number for Are
10: we going to
8: call Sarah to say she's going to ask Timmy Ryan out this weekend? Oh, damn. Damn, I forgot to do that.
16: Uh,
10: Good
1: afternoon. Hello, Dave Zinn.
8: Is I Bridget did... around? Yes.
1: <laughs> Here you go.
16: There you go. There you
0: go. Don't make fun of That me was there. a little cartman there yeah, right there. A little creepy. <laughs> well now we'll never know. Now I'm dying to know. Well, maybe well, we should
8: call Sarah Wagner. All right. <laughs> Wait.
1: What's that? Hi. Ah. Okay. I know that tone. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we got like what? Seventy five seconds. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Uh Bridget was not around. Uh, can you throw me to Susan really quickly? Yes. Thank you. Here's a throw. Thanks. Hey, okay, now, Susan's not there, I have to call back yet again to talk to Sarah Wagner. All right. Well, damn it. Let me go. I guess I could just go to the, the maybe uh, to the website of the station we worked for.
13: Hello, this is Susan. Hi,
1: Susan. It's Rick. Hello, Rick. Hey, I can't find Bridget. Uh, do we know if we have a logo uh, winner?
13: Yes, we do. And, and you can't find her because she's in here with me. We are working away.
1: Okay. Um, would would you like to announce now on the radio?
13: Oh, would I ever?
1: All right. What logo will be representing Listener Party 11?
13: Now, should I describe it, or did we have an official name for it?
1: I don't think we have a name. Just, uh, just whatever the colloquial name was.
13: Well, I believe it was the felt.
1: Sweet. The felt yes. with the multi-sided die. The, the... listeners have chosen that. Exactly,
13: awesome. and the... it was it was a runaway winner.
0: Really? That one was the best. That one was beautiful. All right. It well, was simple.
13: Um, in fact, I can tell you that it was... of the vote.
0: All right, then.
1: So the people have spoken. All right, thank you, Susan. You're very welcome. All right, there you go. Uh, So we'll have a display of a whole bunch of the runners-up, so you'll be able to see the gallery of a lot of the submissions, and then it looks like that will be the official logo. I don't think we have time to talk to Sarah Wagner, unfortunately.
8: No.
0: Oh, that's too bad. We'll
8: try and um, make a love connection next week. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, Scott Daly, new Film Fever Radio episode up. Up right now, we talk about we talk about political films where we've made the political seasons. We, Aaron and I talk about some of our favorite political films. Excellent. And, uh, of course, I've got a whole bunch of movie news.
1: FilmFeverRadio.com. Uh, we want to thank Scott Daly. We want to thank uh, Jim Roop. And we want to thank Jonathan Colton, who performs tonight at the Mission Theater. Tomorrow night, kids, Roger Klein at the Roselands. Uh, Rick Emerson Show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for AM 970, Solid State Radio. In the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones. Richie Bristol, the gatekeeper is Dave Zinn. The webmistress is Bridget from upstairs. Director of engineering is Brian Jones. And CBS Radio Portland marketing guru is Susan. Don't F with me, Reynolds. As always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Like us next. Michael Mara Show at 7. Miles around tomorrow, 7 to 9. We'll see you Monday at 10 for the recap, 11 for the show. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Bye.